0: Lock Talk
1: Radio. Sorry, What would you do if you're alone? What would you
2: Hey, what's up? This is brandy and you are now tuned in with D.
0: What's
3: going on, everybody? Thank
4: you for tuning back in suit on Air, I can't even get my words together, but on air with your one and only rock star my Zaydian Dwayne. In the place to be, to be, to be, to be, my fierce wings radio. What's going on with y'all? Happy Wednesday. Hopefully, y'all are having a blessed week, a great day. Just a great, I know this time is hard, but listen, you can still be great and express that and spread good energy. Listen, I'm having a good day, a good week, so I cannot complain. I hope everybody is in a good spirit, but listen, tonight. We're airing our IG live interviews with Prince Philly, Jana Isabel, and Alan Michael. So I just want to get right into those interviews. Listen, great artists, great music. I hope you guys love the conversation that we have going on with them and stuff like that. We want to get into Gianna Isabel right now. Make sure that you guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere because uh, it's gonna be a dope night. So let's uh let.
2: Hey, y'all, it's your girl Gianna Isabella, and you're checking out my boy, David Dwayne.
4: What's going on, y'all? Happy um, Thursday in the place to be. My First Wings Radio on air with David Dwayne, your one and only rock star on the mic. And tonight, listen, listen, we got Gianna Isabelle on with us. Listen, she's got this brand new single called Nice With Us and Feel feel the Way. If y'all haven't heard it, listen. about to find out about uh, Gianna because she's so amazingly talented and um, listen this is my first time you know diving into her music and just you know finding out all about the amazing things that she does so let's get uh, Gianna in here right now hey how are you
5: I'm good how are you
4: good thanks so much for this interview
2: Absolutely. Thank you for asking to interview me. This is so exciting. Oh, of
4: course. Listen, you're doing, doing amazing things. These songs are super, super dope. And um, I've just heard so many amazing things about you. So honestly, it's, it's, it's an honor to have you. Thank you.
2: Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to
4: this. Yes, yes, yes. So how did you like get started for music for those who aren't really too familiar with who you are and stuff like that? how did you get started?
2: So I was always raised into a very musically inclined family. Um, my grandfather was Harvey Ka- Kaplan of the Spiral Staircases. He actually sang the song of, "I Love You More Today Than Yesterday, But Not As Much as Tomorrow." So you got older sing. Song. Thank you. <laughs> that's an older song, but that's actually my grandfather. And my mother is Brenda K. Starr. She sings I Still Believe, and her song's more freestyles. So it's the, I still believe, suddenly you and me. And then being raised around that, I always saw my mom on tour. My grandfather always had a love for music that he passed down to my mother. Yeah. So around six years old, I started uh, watching my mom, and she was teaching children how to sing. And I remember I went up to her I was said, Mom, you're sleeping on me. She was like, this little <laughs> six-year-old's coming up to me. I'm sleeping on her like... How, You're like, yes, you, you,
4: you, you, you was talking, right. You
2: don't yes. what, know what I could be. <laughs> so I told her, she started teaching me my first actual studio, um, kind of experience. I was six and a half, I think seven years old. I recorded, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And then my first serious, serious, um, kind of like realization that this could be a career for me. Right. But I would probably say American Idol, which was 2015. I may talk to mm. that. But prior to that, I feel like I was working up towards American Idol by doing local competitions, which was like Aberdeen's Got Talent, Freehold Idol, and things like that.
4: Right. And you're from, and you're from Jersey, right?
2: I am. I'm a Jersey Cause, girl. Because you said Aberdeen. I was like, uh-oh,
4: because I'm yes. from Delaware. So, you know, you talking okay. all that East Coast stuff. I'm like, yeah, I I know, I know where she's from.
2: Yes, yes. Jersey at heart, been here born and raised.
4: Yeah, so how um how would you say you just love being from the East Coast? You know, I know it's kind of like a weird question and some people like always like to brag about, you know, the West Coast, being from the South, but you know the East Coast, we've got some we got some peace of mind going on, too.
2: Yes, absolutely. So I like the um, East Coast because it's very tight knit. I like to think Jersey's a big state, but at the same time, I feel like you're very familiar with kind of like everybody and it's very homey. So everyone from Jersey supports each other as well as New York and other places, but Jersey, like they spread the word, word around like wildfire. So I have always noticed that Jersey has been very supportive of my career and my family's career and things like so noticed that, you know, it's just, it's great because everybody's so supportive, but not even that. It's just very like people don't switch up on you, which is really good. Like they're true to themselves. True. Yes, absolutely.
4: Yeah, that's super true. Yeah, I love the fact that you said that. Even though they do some, some people they do kind of switch up, but that's okay. We don't, we don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's
2: definitely how you're <laughs> raised. Definitely how you're raised. You always got to stay
4: humble. Yeah, and then you know you, some of your musical influences range from like Whitney Houston, um, Celine Dion, like just those artists, like real classic artists. What, what, why those artists? You know, because a lot you don't really hear those names too. You don't hear Celine Dion too often. You hear, you'll hear Whitney Houston, but you won't hear Celine Dion. So beyond being somebody's inspiration at all.
2: Yes. So I definitely, I'm definitely a musician who loves lyrics and like vocal things like that. Like I like to hear the range. I like to hear their head voice. I like to hear their technique. Mm -hmm. I'm also a vocal coach for young kids. So I'm very technical technical with things like that. So to be able to learn from older artists, and I'm actually um, thinking about it now, it's more of like the lyrics for me. However, I of course love the beats for it but I feel like the lyrics are what speak to your supporters who are listening to the music. And I feel for myself, Barbra Streisand, Celine Dion, Whitney, Ooh. amazing. But I got to put on my regular
4: glasses. Hold on now.
2: <laughs> but they definitely, they definitely spoke to me in a sense when I felt like at times I was alone and people couldn't relate to me there was always those three artists that i could listen to them and know that at some point or another they were going through whatever i might have been feeling and they poured all of their pain into their music so that definitely reflects into the artist that i hope to be for my supporters i definitely want them to hear my music and feel as though they can relate to it in any type of way whether they're going through a difficult time or they're going through a great time and they just want to share that joy i definitely want to be that singer for them
4: Right. And that's amazing. That really is. So you said something, and I want to re- really go back to that about, you know, doing local shows and really building your and building your brand and building the platform. Um, how important was that for you? You know, your, your mom being a singer, your grandfather being a singer, and them being in the business so like that. Like, how was it important for you to just kind of build your own versus, you know, being like, hey, 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 hey.
2: Introduce me first. So I definitely feel like that 100% shaped me into who I am and the artist that I am. Because at the end of the day, myself as a musician and any other singer, songwriter, anybody that's in the industry, I feel should do it for the love of it. Right. So I feel like what drove me was my love for it and being able to show the world my voice, whether I'm coming in fifth place or I'm coming in first place. So yeah. I did it mainly for the experience and being able to show the world my voice and just oh, obviously after like time and time again, I would like progress because from being seven years old, it sounds a little different than when I'm 20 years old. Of course. But it's
4: like you, you really are starting to develop like your, your sound yeah. and honestly starting to develop really who you truly want to be for the future.
2: Absolutely. And I also feel like these small competitions, they help you with your professionalism for the future. For when you do want to be in the industry, because right. even small local competitions, you still have to work just as hard as if you were at the top.
4: Yeah, that's true. So take us back to 2015 with Idol and just like that whole experience, because my sister was on uh, American Idol, bondell Solomon, so that was way years before you actually, you know, got on Idol and stuff like that. But I've just heard, you know, the good things that, you know, what Idol can do um, for an artist. Uh-oh. Who who called her? Who called Gianna while we were doing this interview?
2: So I'm going to wait until it loads up, and then I'll tell you about Idol. All right, you're back. Oh, you're back. Okay. I was going to say, who called her? Yes, I didn't want to speak until I knew you were done speaking. But that's amazing for your sister. Tell her. I tell her congratulations. That's amazing. It's a huge step in anybody's life, truly. Yeah. But it was a great experience. The only thing is I was 15. So I, I have, like, and it's been this way since I was maybe eight or nine years old. There's always been a part of me, and I think anybody who's young in the industry that wants kind of a normal life but wants to be hustling to make it to the top at the same. Right. So I feel like I was very grateful and blessed in the sense that in my season, it was predominantly younger people on the season. You have Trisha yeah. McIntosh, Emily Brooks. you know, we got um, Lee Jean, you have so many people on my season where they were 15, 16, and 17 years old. So Right, who that you like, could
4: actually relate to.
2: Absolutely. I could relate to them. I didn't feel pressured at all. We all became like, became like a family, I would say, because at the end of the day, it's hard work, no doubt, but we were still going to class in the morning. We were going yeah. to class with our tutor. We were doing our homework. We had tests. We would be pulled out. We would have to go do hair and makeup, do the tests with the lights and things like that. And I noticed at that point that that's what I wanted to make my career in life, because wow. I knew that I could continue with my education, because education is personally very important to me, very. but it still could fulfill my dreams at the same point in time. Like, you can do both.
4: That is so true, and I'm glad that you said that. So can you tell them again that you can do both? Tell them Absolutely,
2: again. you can do both. Hard work pays off. If you believe it, you can make it happen.
4: Yeah, and I gotta tell people that if it if you want to do more than one thing, do it.
2: Absolutely. But, you're edu-
4: but but get get some sort of education into something so that, or or if you don't go to college, for say, do the research, really crack open a book, you know, really get get into it, take a course, something so that you're not getting into something unknowledgeable, because it's better absolutely. to know than not to know.
2: Yes, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, education isn't for everybody. I graduated high school actually early my senior year. I only did one semester because at that point in time that I said I want to make music, you know, my full-time job. Yeah. I doubled up on my credits. I graduated uh, the first semester of my senior year of high school. Uh, And then I ended up going to a college, which was American Musical Dramatic Academy in New mm -hmm. York City, which would be my second semester of senior year. I ended up going to college when I was 17 or 18 years old. However, I went for um, a little bit, a few months, but I didn't feel the passion for going to college. And that's completely okay. That's right. the end yeah. of the day, you can always go back to that. And obviously, you can always go back to your dream, too. Like, I would never say to give up on your dreams. But right. when you have that goal and that drive and that passion for it, I don't think you should sweep it to the side. I mean, if you believe you can make it happen and you work hard enough, you should go through with it.
4: Shoot. Amen. Now, anybody that's just been watching this platform for a little bit knows that that is exactly what we speak about. Literally, you can do anything that you want to do, and you can bounce right back to it. It doesn't matter what age you are. Education is always going to be there. Your dream is going to be there. You just have to be determined and say, you know what, I'm doing this for me and living by nobody else.
2: Absolutely. At the end of the day, you're the only person that's going to make you happy, so you got to do what you love.
4: Yeah, you have to. So I want to talk about "Nice with You," and I had to look on because I ain't, I ain't want to forget these songs. because They're so amazing. "Nice with you. Thank you," I just love the vibe of it. It's real chill, relaxed. You know, it's a good it's a good track to like really get people introduced to like your sound if they weren't already
3: familiar.
2: Yes, absolutely. So "Nice with You" was actually released when COVID nineteen was just kind of getting really really bad. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was the perfect song to put out. Because, unfortunately, with social distancing and the pandemic that's still going on, we don't get to have nights out with people that we love as much as we would like to or that we're used to. So I definitely wanted to release a song that people can reflect back to the times that they had when they weren't, you know, in quarantine and had to be super, super cautious. Obviously, now we should always be cautious. But back then, we didn't really have to worry about that. So it was like kind of a song I wanted them to like think back to, to those good times, but not even only think back, but think forward and be positive to when we are able to have nights with people that we love again. And I definitely wanted that vibe that's like chill and happy. And like, it doesn't even have to be like a significant other. It could be your best friend, a family, yeah. somebody that you're very close to. So I wanted the Just song having to that whole vibe. vibe. Absolutely. And I wanted the song to relate to everybody. I didn't want anybody to feel left out. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, and I don't think anybody felt left out with this one. I think this was the perfect song. Uh oh, am I losing you again?
2: Uh, you're good on my end. Am I good?
4: Okay, it, it, it was it was breaking up for a second, but we're all good now. What I was saying was that um, I don't think anybody feels like they're alone, especially with a record like this, and you know because it just sets a whole tone. So selecting this record to be like the first one that you, um. You know, fully put out, so, yeah, especially during this during these times, uh, was it difficult to just kind of go like through your, the selection process of records that you wanted? Or did you just kind of find it easy and natural to say, you know what, nice like this?
2: So with um, the people that I've worked with, we've worked mm-hmm. um, together for so long that we have so many hits that I'm so excited to put out but I wanted something that would resonate with everybody and what was going on in the world at that point in time. And obviously still this point in time, it's not gone. But at that point, it was (laughs) so bad that to release music almost felt a little bit odd because there was so much like hurt going on in the world and worry and fear and things like that, that I wasn't really sure is this the right time to put out music. And I remember, I related back to me, that music heals. Music helps you feel not alone. Music definitely helps you calm down. I know when I was going through, because I feel like you have the stages of, like, oh, this isn't real. Then you start to panic, and then you get nervous. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I feel like it goes all over the place. Music definitely was my safe haven and made me feel calmer and just trust trust the process, really, that everything's going to be okay. And I wanted to release that particular song to kind of give that feeling and shed the light that everything is going to be okay, even if right now it may not feel like it.
4: Preach. (laughs) Because I've been trying to tell everybody, even though everybody is like, this whole thing, COVID is not going to end soon. Listen, it will end soon when it ends soon.
2: Yes. It's going to end.
4: It's not going to last forever. So I love how you put that all into perspective because people really should be thinking that way during these times and not be so caught up in, like, oh, my gosh, this and this and this. It's like, okay, let me get up and let me really think about, how I can make that not a thought and make things more positive and just continue to live because there's more life to live.
2: Absolutely. And at the end of the day, this is just a small portion of our lives that's been altered and there's still so much to live in. So you don't want to like think negatively because it's kind of like the law of attraction. I'm huge on the law of attraction. So you think negative thoughts, you say negative things, you're going to get negative outcomes. If you're positive, you try to spread love and light, then I feel like everything's going to, even if it's not gone right away, as quickly as you want it to, it can kind of ease the blow and make us feel calmer with the situation that we're in and even be grateful that we're still alive.
4: Yes. Be grateful that we are still alive.
2: Yes. Sheesh. Is that a message or what?
4: <laughs> and, I, and, and, and it and it really is a message because we have to be grateful. You know what I'm saying? Like if we aren't grateful for life even now, as things are getting crazier, what's up, Brett? What's up, Princeton? Um, Then there is, there was no sense before. So you've got to find that sense in now because now is the moment.
1: Yes, absolutely.
4: So how would you say like your mental health has been like during these times? Because I know that that's like really something that you've been like really focused on during the pandemic and making sure you're taking that time out for yourself and, you know, spending time with your family as well too.
2: Absolutely. So I've always wanted to be that artist that's very transparent with my supporters, especially on mental health awareness, because I feel like sometimes there's like there's this idea that people who are in the industry is just completely happy all the time. And that's just not it. And I feel like as somebody who has a platform, I want to raise awareness for people who do have mental illnesses and go through things like this. Especially with being in quarantine, not everybody has a family. Not everybody has a significant other that they are with and they're able to spend their time with. Sometimes people are independent and they're on their own. That doesn't go without saying that people who are on their own can't be happy. There's many people who find happiness in their solidarity, but then there's yeah. also other people who are alone and they may feel like very lonely. And, you know, there's good times where you like to be alone and you find comfort in it, but then there's a point sometimes where you're alone and you're kind of like, start to like, get in your head a little bit. Don't I know about it. Yes. So for me, I definitely feel like, you know, there'd been times where I'd felt lonely and I had to, and I have my family with me. So I have to remind myself that I have my loved ones with me. My loved ones are alive and they're well and healthy. And you know, my heart goes out to those who unfortunately have lost their loved ones because you can't imagine how hard it has to be on them. So at the end of the day, what I think helps me a lot is journaling. I don't really have to journal a whole novel, just do my goals for the day. And it could be small things like walk around the neighborhood or, you know, um, take a shower and put some makeup on, like small things like that. Because yeah. people who battle with mental illness, I feel like they need to have their small victories. And I feel True. like a small victory is so important, especially when we're in the pandemic, because it's so easy to fall into those habits that are like, well, I'm not going out, so I'm not going to get ready or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do such and such or I'm going to um, sleep in this day. And that's fine. If you feel like you want to sleep in, you sleep in because at the end of the day, you want to give yourself some self-love, but you also have to remember staying in a routine, maybe not every day, but getting into a routine is also very healthy for you. It kind of puts you into like into like a schedule that makes you feel like we're not in a pandemic. It kind of makes you feel like something is a little bit like similar to them what like it used to be.
4: Right, because if you don't keep those daily routines like you used to, and just as simple as you said, putting on foundation, getting a shower. Because listen, some days I just do my damn stuff. I'm just like, look, let me just do, get a shower, like put a little poop yes. poop poop on, and you know, get focused. Because if the routine falls off, then you're gonna really fall off from what you're used yes. to doing. And, and and doing this quarantine is not to get us off balance, to keep us on balance, and make sure yes. that we're still doing the things that we would do on a daily basis. You know, no matter what job that you have in that in the career field that that may be, we're supposed to stay on track and, and complete those, those goals and those projects that we have outlined for us to do, maybe be our company or a comp, or be ourselves as a company
2: and brand. Absolutely. I also want to say that, like, you know, it doesn't have to, oh, my God, I lost my train of thought. But it doesn't have to be, like, a thing. Like, I know some people feel like they have to be on go mode as well while they're in quarantine because it's so foreign for them to not be doing anything. I also want to say, like, it's okay to not be on go mode because at the end of the day, I feel like everything in life happens for a reason and everything is a blessing in disguise. So I feel like this was very much needed. I mean, if it could have been the way that it wasn't a pandemic, that would be lovely. But Right. <laughs> maybe something, it,
4: maybe a different, you know, little shandemic. I call it yes. not even a pandemic, but a cause this thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, since it is a pandemic, we kind of have to take with it as, as we have to, you know. But at right. the end of the day, it gives you that time to, you know, get yourself right mentally, get yourself right physically. You can take that time to – Work on yourself. And uh, also, I feel like with a lot of people, whether they be, like, male or female, it's been the time where, like, we go all natural and we start to love ourselves for who we truly are. And we start doing the hair out. We start doing the nails, everything, like, with the eyebrows. So, (laughs) you know, I feel like it was definitely essential mentally, emotionally, physically, that we had this time to kind of be not locked away, but be by ourselves, to be comfortable, and learn to love ourselves internally and externally. And I would
4: say it was a, its a moment to adapt to yes. not always being in such a glitz and glam mode. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but to
0: absolutely. Fully live true.
4: life without certain things because a lot of people glorify. There are people that glorify materialistic things. Like I have a friend who just bought a house, and I'm like, I'm so grateful to God that you brought this brand new house. But you buying this house does not—it's not a reason for you to have an attitude with anybody
2: either. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, at the end of the day, you work hard for what you get, and what you wish to do with your money, you know, that's your own business. Mm-hmm.
3: But at the end of
2: the day, I mean, you want to be happy with your purchases, but I feel like it's always very important, at least from how I was raised and, like, being humble, it's always yeah. very important to give back to others that are struggling with their are own Are
4: we going to talk
2: about giving back? Yes, I was <laughs> going to say, because, you know, everything that's going on with root and the explosions and COVID-19 and um, the Black Lives Matter movement, everybody, you can buy that house if you got the money. I mean, if you want to buy that house and you worked hard for that money, you go and you do the dang thing. Oh, so of course, also yeah. Remember that, like, in a sense, it's good to give back, even if it's, like, 5 or $10. Like, it's important to give back to others that are less fortunate.
4: Right. And and you've been doing a little bit of giving back during these times, right? Yes. Please, can we talk about it? <laughs> yes.
2: So, um... At the beginning of COVID and continuing with me, it's more electronic now by sending just a few dollars or raising awareness, signing petitions and things like that. Yeah. It's everything that's going on in the world. But at the beginning of COVID, I actually went grocery shopping and I got like a ton of food, and I went to the food pantries. I gave back. I brought like things like essential things, not even only just food, the baby diapers, body washes, amazing. Yes, like toothpaste, toothbrush, and things like that. Toilet paper, because you know, toilet paper was like running low for a minute. So because I they were,
4: bu- I want to say something about the toilet paper, right? Yeah. Because the reason why people brought all that toilet paper, y'all, for that are listening or watching us, is because people brought a whole bunch of food. So. Yes. You, you guys know what
1: happens. <laughs> I'm just leave my
4: face like that. Y'all know what happens. Anyway I just <laughs> I, I, I needed to throw that I back need out to there. Think about
2: that. But yes, so that was um that was very fulfilling for me and it made me very happy to see the families who have received them to know that even though they're struggling, like they're still, and the world, you know, is going through so much, like they're still loving humanity. And we're still right. looking out for each other at the end of the day.
4: Wow, yeah, you know what, that's what life is supposed to be about, and I feel that even, honestly, even myself included, a lot of people, we fall, we fall short of, everybody's laughing at me for saying that, I know it was funny, get over it, <laughs> um, but we fall short of so many different things by giving back, like we may have this, that, and a service, we don't think for, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say we don't think for many moments, but it's not always, a thought of us being like, okay, let's give back, let's get back, let's get back, yes. when it should be because if we if we were in need, we would want somebody to do the same thing with us.
2: Absolutely, I completely. So
4: projecting agree. that energy is what's the what's most important right now is just keeping you know such a an expectation of realisticness. Yes. Yeah, I had to find the worst right. I did not know where I was going with this Sometimes You're happens, good. i my mind. But I think that was I went it.
2: Off for a minute too. So don't even worry. When I was talking before, I was going to say a whole like dialogue and then it left my mind. So, you know Oh, it'll know come that. back.
4: We'll we'll get it back.
2: <laughs>
4: we'll get it back. So now with your songwriting, I'm just really curious because you have, you know, these two records and then Feel Feel the Way, which is the brand new one, and everybody you guys need to be streaming and downloading everything Gianna on all digital platforms, um, but Feel the Way is definitely a, another record that is it's just so freaking upbeat, and when I heard it, I was just like, oh, I love this, and I might be saying that because I got you on the screen, but I was like, I really love this. So the inspiration behind that record, like where, where did it all come from?
2: So feel the same is out on all platforms. Thank you for saying that. If you click the link in my bio, it'll take you to everything Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everything under the sun. So I definitely want it for that song. As you know, it's getting warmer out and yes. since not too many people are allowed to go to like clubs and things like that because there's still a pandemic. You know, I feel like now we're rediscovering the outdoors, if that makes right. sense. So we oh got
4: my people God.
2: going there's so many people outside. Right? But it's, it's beautiful like get your to see. For a minute, I feel like everyone got sucked into electronics, and that doesn't go without saying I love my Nintendo Switch, I love my computer. Oh, my you be playing a Switch? I played the Switch like I'm an Animal Crossing. I haven't been on it in a while. So I just see see a couple of of,
4: uh, things on there. I don't, you, I, I'm old, I don't get down with the games no more.
2: Yep. boy, you need to get on. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, I definitely feel like, and it doesn't go without saying electronics are bad. Like, without electronics, right. I feel like it would be very different. It's the main source of communication. However, with everybody being outside, I wanted to give that feel of, like, very summery and having fun. But I know, like I said before, some people that are still in quarantine, they're not with a ton of people and we're not able to be with a ton of people right now. So with the song, and you'll see it more in the music video that will be released shortly, I wanted the song to give off, obviously, a fun vibe, a summery vibe, but mainly you can enjoy time on your own that you don't need to be with a group of people to have fun, that you can find, you know, a good time in yourself. Because at the end of the day, like I stated earlier, you're who's going to make you happy. You're who's going to love yourself. So I definitely wanted that song to be like, you know, I don't need, like, all these people. Or it's like, if you do want to have a lot of friends, that's fine too. But with this song in particular, I wanted it to be like finding, like having fun on your own and, like, very summery.
4: Yeah. And that's important what you said, just even touching on the fact of self-love yeah. and being able to just kind of embrace your own type of energy versus being focused on, you know, energy from here, energy from there. Because, yeah, we all want to go out and go to the mm-hmm. club. But guess what? We can all really enjoy our own space that we pay whatever we pay for. And sometimes that us just being alone and just being like, hey, FaceTime, hey, Zoom, hey, text yes. message is just Enough. Now, don't take all the energy of your day and can be consumed with it. Be consumed within yourself. So I love the fact that you just yes. touched on self love because self love is so important. Self awareness and just the yes. the care for self is just like at a all time most. Like is that is that a high? Um, I want to talk about. Like your thoughts on just a little bit more, like on like Brianna Taylor, so like that, just being a female, so like that. I know that you, you know, you have your thoughts about that. So I'm just curious, you know, would you, you know, what do you think about everything that's kind of been going on? Because it has been very crazy for, not even just the sake of men, but definitely for women, um, yes. young women at that.
2: So I definitely think that um, I personally post a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement on my yes. social media. I'm very open with it. And I feel as though at the end of the day, um, children, our younger generation, who are going to be our future, that look up to us as, you know, Instagram influencers or role models or even just everyday people, they come to us to see what we're posting for the information and the correct information at that. Because at the end of the day, I try to be 100% real on my beliefs because if you're looking at, uh, you know, say, Twitter or Facebook or something, it's kind of divided. But at the end of the day, I mean, oh, it's human demais. rights. You know, that's I was gonna say. All I'm saying is, it's human rights. It's human decent, personally. Yeah. You know I mean? But if they, if you're not speaking on it how you truly feel and uploading the facts, like I'm big on uploading the facts and statistics and things like that, right. so that they don't think it's all opinion based. Like obviously, I have very strong opinions, but at the end of the day, it's also, it's also like very statistic and honest and factual. But kids are gonna yeah. look at things that are you know not always telling the truth. So I feel as an influencer I always want to be posting my truthful, like honest opinions. And I just feel like it's it's not that hard. It's common decency. It's human decency. Like you gotta love each other. At the end of the day, we're there's one race and that is the human race. I can't stress that enough. I mean my father is a retired police officer and there are I mean not to get into this, but there's always good good and bad sides to things. So there's good cops, there's bad cops. Right at the end of the day, I think what people are trying to get at, which can be confusing, is people think all cops are bad. I think what they're trying to get at is that the system is bad. If there's 10 good cops and then there's three bad cops, if the 10 good cops don't speak up on behalf of the cops that are doing wrong, then I feel like you know the whole system's messed up. Because at the end of the day, who I'm saying we because I'm a person of color as well, I'm Hispanic and my sisters. My sisters are black.
4: So
2: for like as a person of color, if we don't feel comfortable going to the police officers because we fear for our lives, if we're in a moment of danger, but we also fear for our lives with police officers, I feel like it's very difficult. And there's a lot of things that need to be fixed in the system and not even in the system, just in the world, like the way we treat each other, like at the end of the day, We need to treat each other with love and be there for one another and understanding. Like, I feel like people sometimes don't completely understand. But instead of, you know, freaking out, how about, like, take a moment, calm down. Why don't you explain? Like, because sometimes people don't fully understand. We need to educate each other. Yeah. Woo.
4: Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) I'm, I'm speechless because you literally said everything that I've not said out loud.
3: Oh,
0: thank Literally. You.
4: <laughs> and it's so important that people realize that, if first of all, it's, we got to start at the home. Yes. I always feel like home base is number one. If we aren't treating the individuals that we lo- are supposed to love with the utmost respect and treating ourselves, why are we going out there trying to, you know, this amazing energy to other people? Who's not fueling that into us? Absolutely. And I think that it's so disgusting that, that that people will do it, but then we're not willing to uplift. This is a time of uplifting one another. There should not be a reason why um, Gianna would down, would down Michael, and then Michael would down David, and then David mm-hmm. would down Tariq, and then Tariq would, you know, would down Jessica. Like, it's just not – it's just not that and it's I just wish people would really kinda tap all the way in. And I know some of y'all who are gonna be watching this or might be watching it this now saying that y'all are tapped in. But ask yourself this question Am I really treating myself good? I and mean, then treating the people around me and then in society as good as I can be. Don't answer that question now, y'all. But let's walk away from this Conversation that we're having tonight, and ask ourselves that question because I'm curious of what answer we're gonna
2: get. Absolutely, I definitely feel like like the last thing I would like to say is that at the end of the day, like personally, I'm religious. If you're not, that's okay. If anyone watching isn't religious, that's all on you. I mean, you all have your own opinions because you know, freedom, yes. freedom of opinions. But I personally are we believers think, over here
4: for the most part. I don't.
2: Yes, <laughs> I'm very to the Lord. We are
5: believers.
2: But I definitely feel like God created us all with love and not one of us have imperfections in his eyes. So I feel like it shouldn't be like that for other people. And at the end of the day, it's just educating yourself, educating yourself and spreading love. Like that's that's all I really got to say on the matter. Educate yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself. Because there's a lot of things that I wasn't fully aware of, you know, statistic wise and things like that. So I educated myself as soon as I started seeing As far um, as, you know, Trayvon, far back as that, like, as soon as I saw that, I started educating myself further and further. Then we had George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain. We had all these people that were, you know, innocent going through these difficult times, and I was confused, so I started educating myself. I started reading up on it, and I feel like it's very important to raise awareness and raise education, spreading information on this. And I know some people feel as though they're unable to help in the sense that giving money, you can sign the petition. If yeah. it costs no money, just spread awareness on this whole matter.
4: Right. And use your voice.
2: Absolutely. Use your voice
4: and be heard. And that's like one thing I've been telling people, you don't have to, you don't have to have a popular, you don't have to have an opinion that anybody's gonna like or not dislike. Have your own opinion and stand your guard and state what that is and, and, and be unapologetic about it. Absolutely. So that is what I think on that. Now, as far as this upcoming video, you know, just kind of get back to because we got deep in and I know that everybody who, I know that I know they're loving this. They are really loving this. But um, just the songwriting, like, where do you get the most inspiration from?
2: So I feel as though the most inspiration that I get from any songs that I've written, especially over quarantine, I got a lot of fun stuff coming because quarantine, I was stuck at home. I had nothing to do but write. So I feel you like... You
4: were, you were in Atlanta creating?
2: No, so I was stuck oh. at home alone. Oh, so I was going like like say, you were stuck in Atlanta
4: creating. I was going to say, that'd be a good place to create, though. I was
2: going to say, my best friend actually is from Atlanta, and oh. I write with him a lot. So
4: oh, nice. Yes,
2: yeah, so we would do the virtual, which is, this is why electronics are great people, because due to COVID, he wasn't able to come home right away. He's home now. Mm-hmm. He's originally from Jersey. He goes to SCAB, though. So ah. we would do um, virtual writing sessions. And I feel like at that point in time, we were both stuck in our own places, so we couldn't really do anything, so it's kind of hard to get, like, that inspiration. So at the end of the day, for me personally, I would probably say my imagination, thinking about, like, what I want to be doing, um, go back track, like, what I used to be doing, which I'm unable to do right now, what I want to do in the future, Um, Mm -hmm. some poetry that I have written. I'm big on English literature. I'm big on reading. That's
5: awesome.
2: So that definitely reflects in my music as well. As, you know, if I have, like, a brain fart, so to say, and I can't think of anything <laughs> to write about, I'll go in my journal. I mentioned earlier I love journaling. I'll take just, like, my yeah, true journal. thoughts from, like, my heart and my mind that I'm being completely honest and raw with them, and I'll just put those into songs, and I'll further elaborate on how I felt in that moment. And that's
4: amazing that you take literally what you've gone through, no matter how you – however you do it and in which, in which way that you put it together – you're still going back to how you thought and say, you know, what, let me pull this journal up. Oh, that's what I said. Okay, bet. All right, so we're gonna write on this, or we're gonna to add to this, because yeah. some people are try so hard to know where they're gonna start, and it's like, well, what did you go through? What did what what, did, what has the people been uh, that you know been going through? Right from that place, a place of honesty and something that you know versus I'm writing to a beat and I'm turning up and we in the clubs. <laughs> it's like. We're quarantined. We're not in the club. <laughs> not happening. I mean, if you're in Atlanta, you are. And I just, you know, and, but then if you're in Atlanta and you're in these clubs, that's a risk that you take. But no shade. No shade.
2: Yes, no shade. Just be careful, y'all. Social distancing is very important. Mm-hmm. The pandemic still happening. It is. But I definitely feel like as a singer-songwriter, it can be a little bit tricky at times yeah. to go back to that place mentally that you have in your journaling. And I feel like that's why I give so many musicians credit as well as singers and songwriters because to bring yourself back mentally to that place, like, for for the benefit of your supporters is so important but also so difficult because you need to be able to, like, kind of, like, separate yourself from that. Like, all right, I'm going to travel back to this point in time when I was feeling this way or such and such. But I need to remember when I'm done writing this, I need to detach myself from that, like things have changed, I need to still like stay positive and learn from my growth and things like that. Because at right. the end of the day, I said it earlier, but I want my supporters to know whatever it is they're going through, I've probably gone through it and I don't want them to feel yeah. alone. Yeah, important. Yes, and I definitely want them to hear it and confide in my music and feel as though it gives them some source of like comfort and not, not feeling alone, definitely.
4: Yeah. I'm excited for this music, to hear more of it, to see this video. How soon are we getting this project? Cause I know that's something that people want want to know, even though they, they need to stop rushing the process and just get into these two singles that you have out right now.
2: Um. So I can say the entire EP is complete and my album is started. <laughs> so This was because of quarantine. So I had nothing to do in quarantine. So I decided I'm just going to write my butt off, and I'm just going to write whatever comes to mind, and I'm just going to polish this all out. So I can say that the music video is coming very, very soon. I don't want to give away too much, but if you follow me on my Instagram. Is it this,
4: is it this month?
2: Boy, you can't be playing me like that. It may be this month, it may be next month. It will be very soon, though. But We'll,
4: say in a, we'll just say a couple weeks.
2: Yeah, we'll, Maybe say, you. we'll say a short amount of weeks. That's, I'll give you that, there we a go. short amount of weeks. But we do I do have, um, it's going to be the music video, following that up. And then shortly after that, I will be releasing my EP. And, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's the So it's I all coming to together forward.
4: pretty quickly.
2: Yes, so it's kind of amazing because listening back to the stuff I wrote when I was, like, 12 years old, it was, like, absurd. I would write about, like, barnyard animals. But now, listening to my stuff, it's coming out so organically and naturally. And I feel like it's because the people that I am writing with are just so down to earth and open to like new things and so vibey. I love that little yeah, bit. such a good people to vibe with. And vibes are so important. Like, if you're positive and you give me like comfort and you're humble, we're going to work perfectly together. Right. So, everyone I've worked with has always been like great to work with. So, they've always given me great feedback and it's always good to like learn and progress and like kind of grow with my music because I'm not one to say that, like, I'm a great songwriter. It's taken me a lot of time to get where I am, but it's also a big step as a singer and songwriter to take that step and be like, I'm ready for the world to hear my thoughts, like my Mm -hmm. innermost like honest thoughts. So I think once I started being honest with that and loving my growth and where I was and where I am today, That's when I started writing more and more comfortably, and I think that's why I ended up writing the EP so, like, so quickly.
4: Wow. That's amazing.
2: Thank you.
4: Congratulations. Like, seriously, I think that um, what you're doing and what you've been doing over the quarantine is honestly gives people so much hope and inspiration. Just get out there, be productive, and you don't have to be outside. To be productive ever 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 but what you've been able to do and say you know what I've created this project during this time my writing has got better I might not be the best or the best writer but guess what I'm still learning yeah and I'm not afraid to continue to learn that's Absolutely. amazing Oh, well,
2: thank you so much <laughs>
4: you're welcome so with the um, give us three words to describe the upcoming single
2: um the upcoming single is a ballad so that's or actually the ballad's going to be on the ep sorry that was misinformation i would say it's definitely upbeat it's more of a a dua lipa type kind of feel i love dua lipa okay so it's something like that and it's kind of i don't want to curse but like a bad bitch anthem kind of i want to yeah, I wanted to be like. We can you know, curse
4: here. It's okay. <laughs> yes, I
2: definitely wanted to be like that. I wanted to be like an anthem for all. I don't want to say all the women because like it's not. We don't gender like role here. But right. just for no, anybody don't. to feel like a bad bitch, like period. Like you know, I want yeah, them to feel that feel, empowerment
4: that they should feel in themselves.
2: Yes, I want them to listen to the song and then be like transported into that mental like space that's like, like, I don't need nobody. Like, I'm, I'm that big. Like, that's really what I'm because like. Because so they
4: talk. don't need nobody.
2: They yes. don't. That's At the, the end, end of the say. day, you just need yourself and you need to be happy. I think it was RuPaul who said, if you don't love yourself, who the hell gonna love you?
4: He definitely did say that. out up, yes. to RuPaul, for that. <laughs> well, I'm so excited for you, Gianna. Like, this is honestly amazing that you just are just taking this time to really perfect yourself as an artist, as, as a person, just Continue that self-discovery. Use your platform to speak about matters that really matter and just not being afraid and just, you know, saying, you know what, I'm going to just be me. And if you don't like it, that's okay, because I'm still going to continue to do what's best for me.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm oh, so excited. Course. This was amazing. I had such a good time.
4: I did, too. We talked about so much in so little time. I'm just like, why oh my goodness. And I talked like
2: a mile a minute, so I was hoping I wasn't talking too fast.
4: No, 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 you're good. I talk too much sometimes, and people know that, and they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, why? But this was this was truly great, and I just appreciate um, your energy tonight.
2: Absolutely. I'm just so excited. Thank you for having me on, and you were amazing to be interviewed by.
4: Oh, thank you. I'll definitely have to have you back on when the, um, the EP comes
2: out. Yes, i For sure. I would love to. That way it. we're
4: going to talk about all the tracks and stuff like that.
2: Yes, you will really get into Ooh. the of it.
4: Speaking of tracks. If you had to think of a track, before I have you do my final question, a track that you are playing the most from your project today, what what song is that?
2: I would probably say it is Hypnotized. So you guys mm. haven't heard Hypnotized yet um but that's a very upbeat dancey song and that's definitely my favorite off of the entire ep and i think all of you are going to love it and um yeah definitely hypnotize i would say hypnotize and then it would be feel the same because feel the same i'm just bumping honestly because of the weather and just like the the energy of everything going on in the world right now with the heat and summer i feel like you know even driving around since we can't do too much I'm just, like, bumping it all the time. So definitely hitting the top Oh, I would things. be, too,
4: because you got to be proud of your art.
0: Yes, absolutely. And speaking of
4: proud of your art, your mom is watching, too, so I know she's very proud of, you know, the art that you're creating and yes. everything, too. She's so so shout-out to your mom. Yeah, so I always end my interviews with this question, so I want to know what are two or three things that exemplify you, whether it's in your career or as a person.
2: As a person down to earth, in my career, authentic, and I would say in my career again, hardworking. Like I'm definitely. Mm,
4: I love that.
2: Thank you. I
4: think that's one of my favorite answers with this question. Oh, I love Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Gianna, let everybody know where like they can follow you as far as like your social media is concerned, just in case they're not. And then let them know where they can stream and download
2: yes, the singles. Give them
4: the name of the singles one more time too.
2: Okay, so the first single is Nights nice With You, and that's out on all streaming platforms. And the second single is Feel the Same that was recently released. And if you guys could stream that, that would be amazing since it is very recently released. And request it on your radio stream, station. Stream, stream, stream. Yes, stream. Request it on your radio station. Shout out to Hot 97.1. They actually played it like two weeks ago. Woo-hoo! I know. That was like a big ah, moment for me. Oh, I definitely cried. Like I was so But excited. That you is... Know,
4: Amazing. How Thank was you. that feeling? Can we talk about that? Like yes, just being, we
2: should talk you know, about that. So I being tried. played on
4: the radio, let's talk about that. Like what was your you know your, your feeling to that because I know it had to be like super filled with excitement, but what was that true feeling for you?
2: It felt very surreal, honestly, because I grew up listening to 97.1 and I grew up listening to you know like DJ Drewski. So yeah, up Play my song on the radio was like, I, I had to take a double take. And I was like, like, is my phone, like, plugged into the office? Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. So to see it, it was honestly surreal. And I kind of didn't believe it at first. And I yeah. and called my grandparents the next day. I called my aunts and my uncles. Then I told them, I'm like, yeah, I was on the radio. It felt crazy. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. And just yesterday, my song was actually played on West Coast radio, I can't Ooh. remember the exact station, but to find out that it was played in California, it was crazy to me. I know the station was out of Sacramento, okay. But to hear that, you know, I'm from Jersey, my music's being played in California was crazy. Yeah, to me. so on a whole other side of the world. Yes, absolutely. So. So it was, Sorry, <laughs> no, you're good. No, but it was it was amazing, definitely amazing. But that's all thanks to my supporters because that's only my second single, and for that to be yeah. able to be on radio. Like that's all thanks to my supporters for their love and like support, honestly.
4: Mhm. It was on um rhythmic uh 105.9 apparently.
2: Yes, hi dad, that's my dad. <laughs> oh, your dad. <laughs> my dad my dad. They're all both years. in here.
4: They're, they're like this.
2: Family <laughs> <laughs> We love so. family affair. So shout yes, out so. Hot 97.1 and Rhythm 105.9. Obviously, it's fun to say thanks to them too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, let people know, like, your socials as well, too, so that they can, you know, continue to follow you.
2: Yes. So my Instagram is at the Gianna Isabella. And then my Twitter is just Gianna Isabella. Gianna Isabella. And my YouTube is Gianna Isabella. So hey. they're all Gianna Isabella other than my Instagram. Because Instagram, Gianna Isabella was taken. So it's Instagram, if you see this, can I please just have Gianna Isabella? But We'll have to
4: hit somebody else. Instagram, I know y'all watching.
2: So it's at DJ on Isabella. And when you go to my, well, really any bios on my social media, whether it's my Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook or YouTube, in the link, like the bio, there will be a link that you press it, and it brings you like a tree link kind of. So it will bring you to my latest single, which is Feel the Same, and it will bring you to iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, YouTube, YouTube. It brings you to everything because you know we we don't discriminate here. We have no, like, we
0: oh, don't.
4: Music I d- listen. I download music for my show on Amazon Music because I don't feel like no problems of no MP4. Yes. I need MP3 on my dang show when, we, when when we run this interview live on my show show. I do the MP3. I don't, I don't need iTunes. We we do that for something else.
2: Yes, <laughs> I mean I have um I have SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, and Apple, so I got yeah. I got the whole bunch of them. So can we
4: talk about utilizing each platform and making sure that you, you be on there too before before I have you go because a lot of artists don't understand the importance of making sure that your you know your artist pages are up to date on yeah. Apple Music and Spotify and actually having the SoundCloud page and making sure that you're really utilizing each of these platforms because not everybody goes to them. Not everybody uses Twitter. Not everybody uses Facebook. Not everybody uses Instagram.
2: Yes. So I definitely wanted my music to be um, accessible to, like, everybody. Mm Because you have to remember, sometimes not everybody can afford to be paying for a monthly membership. So that's why I make sure it's on SoundCloud because SoundCloud is free. I make sure it's on YouTube because YouTube is free. I make sure it's on Spotify, because sometimes they're Android users or uh, Amazon Music because they might not have an iPhone, so they may not have access to Apple Music. So at the end of the day, streams, I feel are very important to me and any other artist that is in the in the industry. Correct. But I just make sure that it's spread on all platforms, so it's accessible to everybody listening. So my supporters from all over the world can be able to listen to the music.
4: Period. All over the world, and that is why Every, every artist to make sure that y'all yes. stuff is everywhere. So Gianna told you why, and that, and that was perfect. Thank you. No problem, Gianna. Thank you so much again, and just keep in touch. Keep me in the loop of all your releases. I, I know your team well as well, too. But just, you know, definitely keep in touch with me as well, too, and congratulations on everything.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I had an amazing time.
4: I did, too. Listen, like I said, you're welcome any, 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 any time. I, can't, I cannot wait to hear the project.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to speaking with you again.
4: Yes. I can't wait, to. All
2: right. Stay safe. All
4: right. You as well, too. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right.
2: Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Gianna Isabella, and you're checking out my boy, David Dwayne.
5: What's up? This is Alan Michael telling you to make sure you check out my boy, David Duane.
4: Body everybody doing? Happy Friday on a beat and stuff like that. I know y'all like, why is he running a little bit late? I have to get ready because, you know, I've got my boy, my brother, Alan Michael, who is an amazing independent R&B soul artist that you guys need to know. First of all, his Almond Milk project is, like, the freshest and the dopest. He's joined with us. so Let me add Alan in because y'all need to get into just his dopeness and, you know, conversation. You feel me? Crystal, what's going on? What's going on, y'all?
6: Come on, intro.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, because you, you know we've known each other for a thousand years in a decade. <laughs> I'm,
5: I'm 21. Shut up. Oh,
4: oh, no. So, so, does that mean I'm like 12 again?
5: Okay, see so now you eight. All
4: right, <laughs> all right. And <laughs> you're 21. That means I would have to be eight. The
5: man, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a cute thirty, you know.
4: Okay, okay.
5: Skinny.
4: Right. Much. Twenty-seven. We, we 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 got all of this.
5: Right. Right. This year don't count. So hey. This,
4: no, this year does count. I know that we're going through going through the crazy, and crazy. But no, every year counts. We got to make every no,
5: year count. Stop, okay? I'm, I'm happy to be alive. You know, we're we're good. Yeah.
4: What? And, and you know, honestly, it's what it's time to be alive too. Because there's so many amazing things that have been going on. I know that you have been just keeping busy, you know, with your creativeness as an artist, working on this upcoming project. But like I said, I've been knowing you for years, so Mm -hmm. it's only right to have you on the platform. So welcome, welcome, welcome! Finally, after a thousand years, it took us. You know, I had to. I had to wait. You had everybody else. I'm like, okay. You're like, when's my time? (laughs) This is the right time because you have. Three solid projects out. wait, is it three or is it four? It's three. It's three solid projects yep. to get fourth one right now. Mm-hmm. And um I love your artistry and I think that now is the right time, especially with almond milk and just like the sound of it and how it's it's got that live nostalgicness to it, using real instrumentation. Baby all right. First of all I had to go back and listen to that before we got on this live and I was just like, Why does hit something different? Why, like, why why is it here something different? But then I, me knowing you, your influences like Janet Jackson and all the 80s and the 90s music, even that early 2000s. Sounds like that. You ain't crying, are you
5: already? You? No, I'm not. I was
4: about to say. It's, it's the fan. I was about to say, don't get, don't get teary-eyed <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Cut that, that out. But, no, let's, Alan, let's, like, really take them back. Um... You know, like your love, how you just, like, really discovered music and stuff like
5: that, and just that strong passion. And wit, how you discovered even your voice? Well, growing up, I've always been surrounded by music. My mom was in the band. My dad was in a the band. They were in the band together, actually. Oh, wow. Um, and so around three, like, I don't know how, but I came across Michael Jackson, and I was just like, this is nice. I like this. And it was his yeah. own time video. Learned the choreography from there, became a stand. Everything Michael Jackson was me, 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 me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Then um, that's when I fell in love with, like, the art of performing and, like, being, like, a performer.
3: And yeah, then... Your mom
5: had that, they had that camcorder out. We camcorder. did. We did. There's so many out videos. Every moment. So many videos. And, like, and then I think 98, 99, um, she had, like, came in my room at, like, 11-something at night and was, like, turn on the TV, turn on the TV. I'm, like, what's happening? I thought it was not bad. But Janet Jackson's Velvet Rope tour was on HBO, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I had ever seen her. That's a classic tour.
4: Like, it I knew who she was. what it is. Yeah.
5: Okay. I knew who she was, and I but I didn't, like, know Janet. And so I watched that whole thing, and the next day, <laughs> repeat. I recorded it <laughs> on a VHS because I'm old. And <laughs> like, Listen, I kept finding it. TV right here it. still got
4: the VHS and the DVD player, okay?
5: Yep. Yes. how we yes. do it. <laughs> so that was that was my introduction to, like, my love for dancing. My yeah. love for singing came when I would get dropped off at camp every morning in the summertime, and my mom would play uh Brandy's Top of the World. Mm. That was her shit, and it still is. And so, like, that's hearing nice. Brandy's voice. From, like,
4: brand. like, Brandy, if you, if you happen to pop in, it's all right, because you know we love you, girl. You're our girl.
5: Love Brand. That was That's, that's the homie on the love. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so that was my introduction to, like, Singing and, and knowing how to use your voice and how to, you know, play with notes and, you know, and then her background at that time, too. I'm just like, how does she do that? Like, is, she, is there two of her? Like, what's happening? Yeah, like, <laughs> like those just, rolling uh, CDs. Just up and down yeah. the trail. Right. And so that's, that's like the foundation of my love for music. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't take singing seriously until about 16, 17. Really? really? Honestly. I, like, I knew I liked it, but I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to be a chef because singing's a lot. You got to perform all the time. I don't know if I could do that, but wow. I love to cook. So I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to do that over here. But then one night I was just in my room and then my mom came there. She was like, was that you singing? I'm like, yeah. She was like, do it again. I was like, okay. And I was singing. She was like, and her face was just stuck. And I could, I could see right. the excitement because, you know, she used to do that. Yeah. And then so, now that I'm, like, I'm like, as a child. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I really started to realize, like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then I started writing. And, you know, at 16, 17, I ain't no shit about love. I know ain't no doubt what I, you know what I was talking about. But looking did, did back. any
0: of us at that age for real? But we,
5: well, we was writing and going through the motions and talking. Right. About we
0: were right. talking
5: right early on. And motions. you know what? The, I still have a couple of my notebooks from that time. And I wow. feel, like, little lyrics from those, like, old ass songs and like tuck them in my new ones and so it's actually pretty interesting but but yeah and so that's how I got into like writing and then I think what really like did it for me and what pushed me into doing it like fully and like throwing my all into it was the moment where Dev Hines hit me on Twitter yeah because I was only doing like acapella's on SoundCloud and so he hit me he was like you're really dope send me some of your you know some of your stuff and I was like I don't have shit to send. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, sent him these acapellas, and he invited me up to Brooklyn to do a show with him, and everything. And yeah. that was, like, one of your first of many shows
4: as well, yeah. still, you know, coming out as an artist. So what was that feeling like, even just kind of thinking back to to then and You know, you recently, you know, being able to open for Dawn, uh, Dawn Richard, for those who don't know Dawn is just Dawn. Y'all should know Dawn is just Dawn, just right. the Dawn, our girl. Um. And even that experience, too, like, you know, you just kind of – and then not only that, Alan, but you highly headlined your own show in D.C. I did. And, and let's I talk did. about that. And, and, and you sold it out, didn't you?
5: Now, you know, I don't like
4: to brag about myself.
5: But, <laughs> you, but, you, but, you,
4: but, but you did, though, Kim, that we, was, we need to that talk
5: was, about it. That was an incredible moment, like, coming from doing the show with Dev and him bringing me up there and saying, you know, this, you know, this is the feature of the music industry right here. Yeah. This is back in 2013, so I'm just like, me? Okay, all right. And then from that, jumping on stage with Dawn for the first time, and then from that, you know, being invited on stage by Brandy, and then from that, doing my, like, first ever headlining show in D.C. and seeing all of my friends and family there and people who just enjoy the music, and I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, how is this happening? And that was my first time, like, doing like my own music live like fully like that and then i had like a whole band with me and outfit changes and like the projector in the background and i did all of that myself and like just just i there was a moment during that show i think when i did uh paradise i looked out into the audience and my mom was like tucked away in like the corner and i just saw her and i just started bawling <laughs> like there's a photo somewhere of like just me looking like shit crying <laughs> but that whole moment in itself was just like wow like I'm up here doing this you know finally yeah seeing her like just the the emotion on her face because this is what she used to do you know up and down the east coast and, and tour and stuff and just seeing how proud of me that she was it's just it's an amazing amazing feeling
4: yeah no that is amazing so let's take it back to like um wow where can we take it? With dance, I've always wanted to know and I've never asked you. So are you formally trained to dance? Like did you were you ever in dance classes or was this just something that you was just look, I seen Michael doing it and, and, and Janet doing it and I'm just about to That's
5: that's really everything. That's exactly how it is. Like I'm I'm not trained in dancing, I've never taken a dance really? ever. But, like, growing up, I would see, and still to this day, like, I would watch, you know, Janet's videos and Michael's videos, and I would watch it back maybe two or three times, and then on that four times, pick up the choreography like that. And then I was able to just do it. And, like, I don't know how, I guess I have a good memory, but it's just one of those things where it's like, okay. But I think it showed me that, you know, I do need to train in dance because – here's a little story uh when i did the video for pull up we um like i we, i got to california the day like two days before we shot that video i hadn't learned the choreography for that video at all i've seen it but i haven't learned it so we rehearsed two days ahead like i jumped off the plane went straight to rehearsal when i got into rehearsal with those dancers and we were going through that routine i was like i can't do this shit like it's i can't learn it like It's hard for me to learn, like, with them saying, okay, one, two, three, four. Like, I can't. So I would have them, like, do it and run through it, and then I would just jump in and, like, you know, was able to. So it's like I I need to take a class or classes to really learn how to take direction with steps. Yeah. Because I can't, like, learning it piece by piece is not how I do it. I just got to see it and then jump in.
4: Yeah, everybody has a different way of learning it, but you even recognizing the fact of saying, hey, you know what, this is not something that I, I'm really trained at doing it. I, I have the ability of doing it, but I need to actually get that training so that I can really adapt and be able to pick up on certain steps, like, and be able to take one, two, three, four, book, 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 book. Because me had, you know, taking data classes like that. Once you know, Alan, like, what that's like is have taken it from a class, learning from a class. Mm-hmm. You'll be
5: good. Like, I swear, like, I just, just put me in the room with Lorianne Gibson just yes. for a day, and I'm good, and I'm good.
4: Wouldn't it be something if Lorianne just popped
5: in here right now because she follows? I, <laughs> if she did that, I would literally pitch myself and be like, hey, I'm here, I'm ready, just artist development, I, I'm just here. Because
4: Lorianne is just the, um. <laughs> The epitome of that, and I want to and I want to shout out Laurian mm-hmm. just for her, you know, consistency within the dance community and right. as a as as a black woman as well, like just like that strength in that is just so powerful that you that you gotta have as a woman and being exactly in, exactly she constantly exudes that. Mm-hmm. So then so let's go back to so once you had discovered your voice and it was. Cooking and it's like that, because I, I, I never knew that, so I'm glad that we're actually having this conversation for real, for real. Um, just kind of go back and tell me what that feeling was like once you actually realized and said, you know what, I could do cooking because I'm good, but I could take this thing more seriously because I've got
5: this for real. It It was, I think the shift for me was my senior year in high school, Mm-hmm. Where all like I would wake up every morning and like the first thing I would think about would be like, what would my stage look like if I was on tour? Or what would my like album art look like? Or what would I call songs? Or like how would I, you know, present myself? Like every it was always related to doing something musically. And that's when I realized that when you wake up in the morning and that's the first thing you think about and the last thing you think about before you go to bed, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And so like that's what really was like, all right we we going to give this what we can give it. Right. Yeah. And if you would have told me then, this is where I would be now, I would have been like, okay, all right,
3: whatever. <laughs> right.
5: And I would, and I honestly would say, you know, us being friends like that, like I'm really
4: proud of your growth because just to think about it, in the last decade and stuff like that, just how you you didn't have music out at, at all. At all. Like, at all, at all. Nothing. And then you really worked towards it. There was a period where you were like, you kind of went quiet but not quiet, and you, just went, and you started to get that development going. Like, you realize, okay, cool, I'm really going to be Alan Michael. I'm going to do my first and my and my uh, middle name. I'm going to rock this out like an artist, and I'm really going to get into it. Through. And you studied the grades, and you studied even independent artists, and even artists who were once signed to a major label, now independent, and you looked at everything that they were doing, and you said, okay, this is how – I, I can do this and how I can do it. And you use being independent
5: to your advantage and set and, and made a name for yourself. Exactly. See, can I just? I'm gonna need you to just you know record these and just so I can play them in the morning when I'm. Having oh yeah. Fun. We, listen, we say so just,
4: these. We save like, these so that we can hear this on the live show and we hear this on the
5: IG. We hear on the this days, on the when day. I'm in my head. I'm like, let me just go back and listen to this because he was getting it right. But, yeah, I I studied a lot before I fully put myself out there. Like, I paid attention to, okay, you know, what do I want my sound to be? Like, I don't want to just go with the current. I don't want to go with, you know, something that's going to be radio ready or, you know, it's going to please to this crowd or that crowd. So when I finally put out, you know, a project, which was my Honeymoon Motel EP, mm-hmm. it was different. You know what I mean? It sounded so different. It wasn't, like, it, it wasn't the hard-hitting, you know, trap beats. It wasn't pop. It wasn't R&B. It was just very, like, when people listen to it, they're, like, different. You know what I mean? And still to this day, I go back, and I'm, like, this shit still sounds like I could drop it tomorrow. Right. And it's because just it it ahead of its time. time. Right. And it's one of those things, I'm just, like, if you listen to that, you can kind of hear where I was going. Because there's still hints of that, you know, in the music now. Like, because... I I have a signature uh like a signature background vocal thing that I do that's mm-hmm. you know one of my songs on each one of my projects it kind of like thing that ties them all together right one of those because uh, I noticed that Don does that a lot she has a signature run that she does Brandy has a signature like phrasing that she has Janet has like a signature thing that she does that you if you're a music lover you will hear them you yeah and they're they have that ear. Right. And so, like, when I'm doing my songs and when I was doing that first project, I was like, okay, how do I make sure that it carries well and it doesn't age badly, but it also doesn't, like, keep me in a box to where I can't grow? And so I I studied how, you know, artists before me and, you know, while I'm still out, you know, transition from project to project to project. And so I listened to their projects backwards to see where, you know, where they are now to where they came from. And so I'm like, all right. So they took hints and hints from this and that and that and this and that. So that's how it all blends together. And right. so it's going I forward, it that's why I kind of, if you notice, there's, in each one of my projects, somewhere there's a heavy guitar. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a guitar right. element. And there's some type of, you know, some type of synth in there somewhere because I try to keep that, that, you know, certain guitar sound throughout my projects. So there's still a little bit of like cohesiveness, all while they're each sounding different. Mm.
4: I but think
5: I about like the intricate thing. <laughs> no,
4: no, no, no. But it it's good that you, you thought that far in depth in, in the intricateness of the of the project because it's very important for you to really well piece a project together and be like, Okay, this is where he was with the first project and the second and the third and then you know, so where people can go back and listen, and be like, I get where this was going in the direction. Because sometimes there are projects that come out with no damn direction, and you sit there and you wonder, like, what was the, what was the thought process behind it? Literally, outside of somebody doing an interview with something, like, what was the thought process? Because it was just not aligning. There was no, there was no real. How do I want to say it? I want to say it. And just, was like no, like, there was no there was no real storyline and there was no right. message. It was like it was they started to have it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: they started good. Because there are albums that start good, but they don't end up good at the beginning. And then okay. in the middle it's just
5: like filler. And yeah, but that's how I treat I treat my projects. Like I want my projects when you listen to them. Like, if somebody would take all of my songs and just put them on Shuffle on Spotify, as you listen to them, it sounds like one long-ass project. I did I did do that. I And they also all sound like they could live in their own spaces, you know what I mean? Like, with Paradise, Paradise is actually the, the prelude to Cascade. Cascade is part two to Paradise. Mm. If, you, if you listen to Paradise and then you listen to Cascade, you'll pick up on that. Yeah. Can we talk
4: about Cascade? Okay. it's just like, vocally, <laughs> I want to talk about your vocal tone, like just as a whole, it's, it's but different. I want to talk about it on Cascade, because that record, like I really had to listen and tap my ears, because I was like...
5: People didn't expect that from me, because i so used to like the soft, you know, mellow tone that I have, but when I came right. to Cascade, it was like, boom, and I'm just like, I can go there if I need to, but yeah, I... Yeah. I had to push myself for that though because I was so nervous about singing that loud and just that confident and that you know that high because I was <laughs> up there but um and I have like videos of me like in the uh sessions for that struggling and crying I cried a couple times because I felt like I couldn't do it mm-hmm. but but you pushed yourself and you I made me I recorded out. that I recorded that song six times before I got it right yeah, I was about to ask you about recording six times because we had talked on
4: the phone earlier. You were talking about six times. And just the importance of how perfecting a song until and, and so it's right, no matter if it's six times, ten times, 20 songs, how important is that
5: for an artist to actually master that before it actually gets a
0: Because if you, to don't, master.
5: if you don't get it right, then you're just, you're not going to feel it. When you listen back you to listen it, out. you're not going to, like, if you perform it, you're just it's not going to be there. And so... I actually ended up, I changed the lyrics a million times during the recording process. I changed the vocal arrangement to, like, the verses and the chorus a million times. And, but the good thing is that when I do it live now, the the arrangement that I had originally, I kind of weave it in there so that it gives a feel. So it still gives the life, okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, plus it won't cause me to strain my voice as much. Because I put that clearly in the show. That's, so that's important. my voice is fresh, I can go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, I'm like, I need
4: to be able to voice control this I'm mug so we don't go back to how it originally was, how it's supposed to be. So I exactly. need to, to full
5: live sound. No. Yeah,
4: because when, when
5: I perform live, my mic stays on, unlike people I know. But my <laughs> mic stays on. And I was like, I ain't turning that mic off. We ain't doing no freeze, no. Pre- Ever. No no, no pre-live vocals at all. I mean, you might get some backgrounds out of recording in the chorus, but everything else, straight I'm giving it live, live, live. Yeah, because I've, even back when I was younger, I always said, you know, I don't want to lip sing. You know, I want to sing Mm -hmm. live. So when I do, like, when I go running or when I do my workouts or whatever, I'm singing the whole time. So that way I can get used to, you know, like how the breath would work and, you know, the pauses that I would need to take. And so it helps. I
4: learned that from Beyonce. Yeah, it definitely helped. <laughs> <laughs> he be doing it. She did yep. well. So now, um, performing the almond and stuff like that. How has that feeling been? I know right now we can't do and performances like that, unfortunately. But oh, we're going to speak into the mighty name of Jesus in 2022. We can do these shows the right way, how we use it. Right. I'm not going right. too much on 2021
5: because... I don't believe in that. She, she like, needs to just come in quietly and calmly and sit in the corner and mind her business, okay? Twenty Twenty One needs to act like she got set. But no, I only got to perform those songs um like once on stage. But mm-hmm. the feeling of doing it live, and then with the live instrumentation behind it, and then the crowd's response was just it just felt good because it's like for the first time I'm performing songs that I'm really excited to sing. Yeah. Not that I wasn't excited before with my other stuff. It's just that these songs on this album really were just like my babies, you know what I mean, because it's my first full album. And so I, Babies Alright" is my favorite song to do live, period. Like That's all. song. I, I sit in my whole vibe with that one. And then, like, I had to watch those videos of you performing live, and I was just like, yeah. yo. Baby's all right in it. For me. I, and that's the thing, like when I'm on stage, I zone out. Like I'm there, I'm present, but I, I'm I'm different. You know what I mean? Like going up to the stage, walking up to the stage, I'm nervous as hell. I'm scared. I'm just like, oh shit! But as soon as that beat drops and I hit that first word and I put my foot in front of those people, I don't know what happens, but I'm just like, Ugh. you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's. I'm learning how to, you know, work myself on stage and, and sit yeah. in artistry on stage and really like, you know, give myself to the audience. And it's just it's such a fun process to go through and to watch older performances and like most recent ones. It's just like, Oh damn, okay. I see you growing. But yeah, I, I love performing live. No, that's amazing. And um for you
4: just putting putting everything into perspective from going from the studio into a live performance, that whole entire preparation, I know, like, you're very diligent in making sure that that is um, A1, and it's, like, it's not just no crap. Like, you're, you're rehearsing, you're in the studio making sure that the arrangements are hitting. So for you, like, being able to go from recording these records and to translate into, like, actual a live production show, Mm-hmm. How was that feeling for you? Like, were you ever nervous at first, just kind of getting out there
5: and doing it? And then how When, would I, when, I, from when it? I when I make songs, when I pro, you know produce songs and stuff like that, I always think about how would it translate live, mm-hmm. you know, visually and sonically. And so I always I automatically hear how I would arrange it live. So when it comes time okay. to get those arrangements happening, I reach out to uh different artists, you know, different musicians, and like, hey, you know. Do you think you want to jump on this? Actually, for the live arrangements for the almond milk album, uh, his name is Ty. He was in Beyonce's band for Coachella. He um he did he was the musical director for all of those. And so we would bounce ideas off of each other. I would send him, you know, I would literally beatbox and sing like the string arrangements or like different drum drops or like you know if there was the end of the song like do do like I would do all of that beatbox it and sing it over the actual track, send it to him, and then he wow. would sing it back with like the actual instrumentation on it. Which and that's, you know, I don't know when I got into doing that, but I'm thinking about like actually doing a full song, tidbit for you guys. A full song like okay. on the next album. Like which is straight up me like doing all the instrumentation vocally. Mm. That I think would be really dope. That could be I feel like y'all didn't hear that. Act surprise when you see it
0: <laughs>
5: I hear nothing. I hear nothing at all. And then, like,
4: how did you just like gain this fan base? Because with the with the first headline show, like you 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 had, you had everybody there.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Everybody was there. So, what was the hard work that that got everybody to show up? And then with these other shows that you've done, for them to come out because that is a big thing. Actually, translating, you mm-hmm. know, your followers
5: into
0: ticket
4: sales.
5: Right. I think what it is, is number one, the music is bomb. (laughs) it really is. Number two, I think that people really see how genuine, you know, I am as a person and as an artist. And I think that really draws in the crowd. And I just, you know, I've always said I just want to perform for people that want to enjoy music, that want to, you know, just come and just enjoy music. And, you know, I invite everybody to my shows. Everybody's welcome no matter who you are, what you are, when you are, how you are, it's just, when you come in, it's a love fest. And right. so, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, it's honestly shocking to me. I don't know where the fan base came from because <laughs> I'm just like, okay. But it feels good to know that my music is reaching people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's, it's good to know that it's being appreciated and heard not just by like, you know, everyday people but you know people like you know amber riley and cynthia Revo and jay nova and brandy and dawn you know winter gordon like all these people are are hearing my songs and enjoying them and coming to me telling me they enjoy it i'm just like and they're watching and they're watching these amazing visuals too oh okay okay
4: and they and they know them by name (laughs) and they can tell you everything that you do do. they do they do it every single time so being able to, like, genuinely support, you know, artists that you uh, either grew up with or just artists and now these, today sounds like that, and then them giving that love back to you, like, how is that feeling? Because I know for you, it's got to be like, oh, my gosh, like, this is really, really happening the way that it should be happening. It's,
5: it's mind-blowing. I think what really did it for me was the day I had, um I think I posted the pull-up visual mm-hmm. on and then out of nowhere Cynthia Erivo was like this is beautiful and I'm like first off how did you even see it because I you don't, I, wow. are you telling me like what is happening and then that that blew my mind and then when Amber Riley was like on her Instagram live singing my songs I'm like she knows the lyrics to yeah, my yeah that was <laughs> dope what is happening <laughs> like what is and then she's talking about how she loves the video and then you know when, when Diana Gordon was like, it's really exciting to see you grow and see how you're, you know, becoming into this, you know, incredible artist. I'm like, so you've been watching me.
4: Like, what is happening? People <laughs> are always watching.
5: They may not want to say it. And then, like, I'm going, I'm looking back, because I rarely do this, but I'm looking back at, like, my followers or whatever, and I'm noticing, like, people who are following me, and I'm like, what is, like, wow, what is this? But you know what really blew me? In a good way, and with like I, I laid on the floor for 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, the last project before the album, the Entrancing EP, when I posted the video for the Lux, I had tweeted it, and then out of nowhere, Missy Elliott followed me and then liked the tweet with my video. Oh, and I'm wow. just and what blew my mind is because number one, like when it comes to me rapping, like she's one of my influences, like her, Biggie, wow. little Kim, like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. So you saw it. Like there were no retweets. Mm-hmm. There was like two likes. So I'm like, how did you see my video? Like, what? How did you come across? Right. Me? Like, how'd you get here? Who, right. Share exactly. my music. Exactly. Did she ever?
4: Did she ever send you a message? Did you try to message her or anything? She.
5: She. She sent me a message. She sent me a message. I can't say what it said because it's. Is it
4: some, Is it something that's coming up in a in pipeline?
5: It's yeah. Oh. <laughs> there was there was a reason why on Peachy King I I said feeling super duper like Missy like I shouted her out for a reason I always drop hints in my music. True, you do. Mm-hmm. Your your music
4: tells a real story, and it talks you know trials and tribulations and love and everything else. How important for you would you say it is to like be very vocal
5: about you know your experiences in life? It's very important to me. Like, I can't, I honestly can't write about anything else but what I'm going through. Yeah. Like, I've tried before, you know, to to write about what a friend may be dealing with or, you know, people like that, but, like, I'm not in their head, you know what I mean? So I can only talk about what I deal with and how I perceive things and what I see and what I go through. So it's very important for me to share those stories because there's so many people that deal with the same thing.
3: This is true.
5: And, like, with, with Such Is Life, which is the last record on... Uh, almond milk that talks about depression and anxiety and, you know, and especially at a time right now, going back to that record, it's like, wow, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things that people need to hear. yeah and so it's it's very important to me to always, always be truthful about, you know, the things I talk about. Yeah. And that's important. I, I love
4: the fact that you um
5: are talking about just depression
4: and mental awareness, because that is something that I've also struggled with, um, I know actually really knows that as much, but that was even something like over the last couple of years that has been like an on and off thing. It's a hard demon to break. Um, especially when you are bound to be great, and sometimes you have to take that moment, unfortunately, to pull back
3: mm-hmm. and deal
4: with it and then say, you know what, I'm not going to be and live in that space anymore. I have to rise above. Exactly, and really shine through it. So for you being able to shine through, having those moments, um, and being self-aware, um, what what was the moment where you just said everything was going to be all right? I guess I'm asking.
5: Honestly, I have not had that moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't. Like I'm still, I'm still in my fight to like get to the get to that place. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to get to the spot where I'm just like, you know what? We're good. Like, it's, it's cool. Like, I still have my days where I wake up and I'm just like, I don't want to do this today. Like, I don't feel like singing anymore. I don't feel like doing this. But I have, you know, me and my persistence, I'm just like, I, I can never give up. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? If I wanted to, I still could be like, I'm never going to sing again. Because I'll, you know, go two hours and then hear something in my head like, oh, damn, that's a dope lyric. Let me write a song. Yeah, <laughs> that but, like, and so I'm still trying to get to a point where I I can say that everything is going to be all right. Yeah, Slowly getting there, but, you know, I'm, I'm still working towards that. And that's why, you know, I'm very vocal about mental health, too. And, you know, especially in the black community, it's very important for us to realize that therapy is okay. You know, counseling is okay. If you need to talk to somebody, it's okay. You shouldn't have to feel like you need to hold that in. You know what I mean? And so that's, it's very, it's a common theme in my music as well. Yeah. no, it definitely is and you and you got to be vocal about that especially within our
4: community. I think that there's a lot of people within our community that are just let's just say in like spirit, right? Let's just open the let's open that conversation even even further mm-hmm. that aren't willing to say this is what I'm going through and I need help or you know, they're just not willing to admit it, or they just continue to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. And you never
5: know if they're going through because they never vocalize it. Exactly. Exactly. And they internalize everything, and that eventually may lead them down to even darker paths, which is not good. Like with myself, if I didn't have music, I don't think I would be here right now. Thanks. To be honest with you. Like, I, music has saved me in so many ways that I don't know how, I, again, I would not be here if I didn't have that. Like, I I just wouldn't. Like, <laughs> nothing else to that. Like, I just would not be here. So I'm always thankful for, you know, the ability to create and the ability to write and the ability, the ability to sing because it's what's keeping me going. Yeah. I mean, that and the fact that, you know, well, never mind. <laughs> oh, what were you about to say?
0: <laughs> you know, you know, was you was your in, was you just had an inside
4: thought and it just came it, to you and it was one of those things you can't say out loud. Is that what
3: it is? It, it is. a situation. Um, here we go. Here we go. And, if it,
4: and if y'all have any questions for Alan, you guys can feel free to drop it down in the question box and stuff like that. I see everybody joining in on the live. Um, so almond milk. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was gonna say so almond milk. Um, not for nothing, really, is such a great project. Like you really took your That's time true. with it. Uh, even the, the timeline between each of your projects and letting it live and, mm-hmm. just kind of something like that and just being able to just kind of switch it up, not putting yourself in the box. Every visual being dope is telling it, being fly itself. So let's just talk about branding and
5: visuals and stuff. Like, was that a very, uh, I take things into consideration. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. So before I start any project, before I go into anything new, I always think about what I did before and how I can blend that with the new thing. Yeah. So when I went from honeymoon motel to entrancing, I was like, okay, this was cute, but let me, like, really put my foot down and step in it. Like, let me really mix this pot up. You know, let's, let's, you know, stir the soup a little bit. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I did an EP, and I did a visual for every song. How? Yeah. I, I don't know. You <laughs> but, did it. And it came but, up amazing. But that's what every artist should want to mm-hmm. do. And that's the thing. Like, I had no, mind you, I went into that, like, yeah, I'm going to do a video for every song. Didn't know how I was going to get it done. Didn't know where I was going to pull this money from didn't know who was going to do the videos. But thankfully, like, I was able to make or build relationships with people that I knew who were also creatives. who were like, yeah, we love what you're doing. We'll help you with this video. I shot two videos in one weekend for that project, <laughs> which That's was crazy. crazy. And then so going from that project to Almond Milk, I was like, okay, entrancing is really, you know, heavy. It's a moody, a moody project. It's kind of, you know, a dark undertone. Let me lighten it up a bit. So with Almond Milk, when the album starts off, it starts off with Ovation, which is dark and moody, just like Entrancing. So we're carrying over from that into, you know, the new project. So it goes from Ovation to the Cut-Up. So it says, okay, if it's a battle you want, it's a battle you got. That's how the right. second starts off, which is saying, all right, so we got the dark over here, but we bring it in the light. It's time for them to fight. Who's going to win at the end? And so if it, as that's going on and you're listening to the album, it takes you on a journey. So it starts off with, you know, give me my credit, I want this, I need this, do you not see what I'm doing? And then it's me fighting for people to realize who I am, the whole entire project. Also while telling another story within that of how I'm also fighting for this love that I kind of want from a certain person, and it's like, why aren't you giving this to me? So I'm fighting yeah. you know, for my artistry and for love at the same time, and it comes to, like, a head at the end with such as life, which is just like, listen, it's all me at the end of the day, I got it. So I I – I make sure to have some type of theme before I go into each project. Now with the visuals, <sighs> you've taken it to another level with these visuals. For the, yes, I'll I'll say these visuals for the All Milk album. I felt like I had to definitely the them. best visuals that I see from an indie indie artist, something like that. Wow.
4: I'm just I'm just thinking that.
5: it. I'll take it. I'll take
4: it. Because you know, you know me. I'm always about mm-hmm. quality. You can
5: give me all the quantity in the words you want to but damn it, I need quality. Let me tell you something. I'm the same way. Baby's All Right, that video, we shot that in an Airbnb in Brooklyn like during Pride Week in last June. Oh, wow. And it cost us maybe $70 to make that video. Mm. But it looks like it cost a good couple thousand. Ovation shot that completely free down in, like, the country, country of Virginia. That was fun. Um, Cascade, I shot that. I rented the camera, had my own lighting, my own backdrop, set up the camera in my kitchen. I was going to say, yeah, shot, that's the latest it, video that you shot yourself. No, no, I shot directed that, the, like, the entire thing myself. That was stressful, but I did it, and I'm really excited about it. I also edited it myself. Wow. And also, at the same time shooting that one, I shot the video for Naruto because I just left the green screen up and was like, well, hey, let me change my clothes wow. and it happen. And so I did that. Um, and then I think – but people are in love with the video for Good Luck, though. Mm-hmm. That That video wasn't – I wasn't going to put that out because – I don't know why I don't ask. <laughs> I wasn't going to release that because... Uh, it's a good video. I'm asking why would you not want to put it out, though? Because I wasn't in it. <laughs> that's
0: why. Okay.
4: But I'm well, sitting there.
5: But, I, I watched but, it you, back. but does an artist really need to be in the video? And that's the thing. When I watched it back, I was like, you know what? It would be really dope for people just to hear me and then just to see the beautiful visuals of, like, you know these beautiful, you know, African American people and then we have the LGBTQ couples in the video and right. it's just a good representation of everything in that video. And it's so beautiful. And I got um I reached out to a couple of directors and they just I told them my concept and they sent me all a bunch of B roll footage that they had from previous films from like mm. forever ago. And I just edited it all together and that's how that video came about. Wow. And then the video for almond milk uh, is also a montage clip of a um a ball that happened like 2 years ago in New York City cuz I I couldn't do that video and not pay respect to you know the underground ball culture. Yeah. Like, I could not and that that to my rapping style as well, which we can touch on in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that video I had
0: a flavor
5: for that one. Video
4: no, that's amazing, and I love when it comes to the rap side. That, like I said, you get flavor and stuff like that, and you're and you're very well versed, and you're not afraid to just put yourself out there not in shape or form. Was that confidence always within you as a child, or did you up
5: oh, so you stood your head enough? So, how did you get to that place then? You know what? I think when I recorded Vanity and I was rapping on that, I was like, okay, you can kind of spit a little bit, and so like I I was like, all right, I'm not going to rap on the album. But then I got the beat for Almond Milk, and I remember previously watching uh, a lot of videos of, like, commentary and, like, commentary cyphers at different balls and stuff that happened. And then I was like, they're just so rapid-fire with it. I wonder if I could do that. And so I was listening to the beat to Almond Milk, and I was actually, you know, commentating and chanting as if I was at one of those balls on the mic, and that's how it turned into Almond Milk, you know, me rapping on that song. And that's how I was like, okay, I can I can do mm-hmm. this. That. I got not, this right I here. Was, yeah, that's kind of what gave me that confidence. I had to like listen back to myself to be like, okay, you 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 got it.
4: So that's amazing that you did that because a lot of times we do just have to go with our gut and just listen back and be like, you know what?
1: I got this.
5: Cause I hate I, the hell out of it. I hate 97% of what I do until like I listen to it weeks later and then I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. That's
4: how I am. Like, right now, I can think that I, I sound horrible doing this right now,
5: and I'd be like, actually, you sounded pretty damn good, because I like hey, I hated listening to myself in my own music for, like, a oh, long yeah. time, but then i have grown to love it, and now, like, I will listen to um to the babies All Right and Crush Groove on repeat, like it's not even my, Whoa, you
0: my Crush Groove?
5: Okay. I mean,
4: I, we're not going to tell them what it's really about, but can we just talk about the the message behind yeah. it, because yeah. It's such a vibe. And then when you, you know, you just go montage put Beyonce up in there
5: and let it do a thing with. Listen.
4: I think if, if she had
5: heard the song, that would have been a part of the. Uh, the that would have been it. Song. And you know what's crazy? I was doing that. I had no headphones in. I had no sound going. I just literally just like laid the song. Like I had a little clip of the song, just laid it over the video. Mm. And I was like, let me just do this just to see how it would look. And then when I walked the back and saw how it matched up perfectly, I was like, this is nothing but the universe. Like, this is nothing. Like, the way that just happened, and then, like, when I put it up and people were like, wait, you're in the campaign? I'm like, no, I made that. They're like, oh, we thought it was really part of it. Right. I, I, to this day, I hope she sees it. Like, I don't care if it's, like, years down the line. That song, honestly, is, that song is awesome.
0: It's like that's one of my
5: favorite from the song. project. Thank you. That song can come out, like, in three years and still hit. You know what I mean? Because it, it's nostalgic in a way, but it's still fresh, and it's still right. new. I wanted to pay um, I wanted to pay homage to the 90s, because it's a very 90s cookout record. But without – because, you know, a lot of people do that, and they throw in the samples. Yeah. They throw in, you know, the, they just – rehash the beats. I'm like, no, do something totally different that brings in the essence. Yeah, sometimes you don't need to go ahead and give us a okay. break. I, I wanted it to kick off with like, you know, just the drums and me coming in with like that rap verse like how it used to be back in the day. And it's like, you know, the rapper would kick it off and then the singers would slide through and then they had like that break where it's just like the sing along part.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And yeah, and I I I'm gonna figure out a way to do a video for that song. Oh, I, the I, still. Just like I, I told, just like I told you earlier. You have got to drop a video
4: some way, somehow. If you got to rent that, if you got to fly to LA and and rent somebody's uh, warehouse, soundstage, whatever you got to do, you've got to. Because
5: it's, oh, my gosh, that song. And it's crazy because whenever I play it for people, they just, like, their faith, like, they can't help but groove to it. You know what I mean? Like, they can't help but move. And I love that because I was listening to the acapella of it, And, like, even the rap verse, I'm just, like, with no beat, I'm just nodding my head. And I picked that up from, you know, Missy and Biggie, because if you listen to them rap a cappella, it's groove. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to be. It's just, like. It's in the pocket. Right. And so, like, Crush Groove, that's just, that song is just in the pocket. Like, that's it. It is. What are some of the favorites besides uh, Crush Groove and uh, Babies Are Right are the favorites from, like, fans? Cascade, Almond Milk. Um, Neighborhood Watch is also, that's also a favorite. I love that song. That song, now that, hmm. Um, Have you been thinking about doing a video for that as well, still? Still? I wanted to. Oh, my gosh, I want to. I still might. Like, knowing me, I will come up with something in a minute. Right. Um, Because that song, that is, that's talking about some shit. Um,
4: I mean, you uh, were talking shit on the album, period, and giving it your all
5: now. <laughs> but but that song, um, those are the ones I think are the favorites. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's now personally my favorite, if I had to tip, is between Crush Groove, Babies Alright and Naruto. Only because Babies Alright is like I just love that record. It just just hits the core, right? It it, it hits right here. Crush Groove, because, like, that's, like, one of the songs. If I was, my younger self would listen to that and, like, stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And then Naruto is one of my favorites for personal reasons. But, you know, (laughs) we can't. Ain't
4: nothing wrong with that. We never put all that on there.
5: (laughs) They might be watching, I can't.
4: You might, right, they might be watching. We don't know who's watching sometimes. Instagram's telling us there might be
5: one person here and there. No, but let me tell you, Instagram does that. And, like, at the end, it's like, oh, but there was actually 30 people. I'm like, okay.
2: i you know. be like, what? hmm
3: But it's
4: okay. It's all good. But, no, that <laughs> is seriously amazing that this response, like, the response to this project has really been doing so amazing. Like, mm-hmm. this is a really dope-ass project. Everybody, on the mill, stream, download, favorite DFC. Just get the whole Alan Michael collection. It's like just, that. Just, the just, just, they right. watch all
5: the videos on YouTube. Just, all,
4: yeah, they they got to go to so YouTube. Are you going to put your videos on streaming platforms as well, too? Because that, they are on, my videos are on Apple Music. Okay. They're on Tidal. Okay, okay. okay. So it's just on there for now, okay?
5: Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, they got to they gotta
4: be able to reach, grab, and go everywhere
5: with it. Everywhere. Yep, they are available to stream on those. Also, should I say that? I don't know if I should say that. Should I say that? Mm. I have some collaborations coming out. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, one, I can't say who it's with, but I'm really, 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 really is it who you who you told me about earlier? No, I didn't tell you about this one.
4: Oh, well god dang.
5: No, I did not tell you about this because
4: one. Because I was calling on Alan earlier just because I hadn't seen him and so that yeah, and I I mean, I'm still excited to see him right now, but I just had not seen him in a while. So I was like, Let me call real quick, you know?
5: I cannot tell you who I well I can say is that when it does come out mm-hmm. and it does happen people are going to be flooding, Mm. like going to be, because they're going to, they're not, it's going to be expected. But the fact that it's with this person is not going to be expected. Actually, I told you a hint of it. I don't know if you caught it earlier, but like (laughs) when we were on the phone earlier, I I told you somebody's camp had reached out about something, Mm -hmm. but, and so, and I'm just, I'm so like, I've been holding that in for months, like months, and I can't, it's killing me because I can't say anything about it. Right. You know I, mean? I, like, is it I don't know. even know, honestly, because it was, anything, I, It would have been, been out this year. I can't, okay. I can't say it would have been out this year because there was supposed to be a uh, a whole thing that went along with that whole project that the person is putting out. And so, yeah, and, and the thing is, it's not like a regular feature. It's not like I have a verse. It's like I'm I'm on the background vocals, and you can clearly hear me. Mm. And I did some writing on it as well. So oh. it's just like, yes. So I'm a- publishing checks too. Oh, oh, I get all okay. my publishing and then come over here.
0: Oh, I don't know. That's right. <laughs>
5: There's, I got checks like on Australia. You they, like somebody wait a minute. Them. Can we talk about the? Because you got vinyls
4: and merch too, right?
5: Yes. Oh, do you <laughs> I have do. Anything the vinyls, that the vinyls to are coming. I'm working on the almond milk vinyls. The distributor is taking forever. But um, I do have merch. Like any other stuff that you can show us while we're live right now, uh, so I they can, can, can see it. I have my own merch. That's crazy. Oh wait, hold on. I do have my bag. Though. Yeah, let's show them the merch.
4: Y'all, y'all have to see Alan's merch like that. Like when I mean, he just like, I do action. have
5: my own backpack. You
4: know,
5: <laughs> it's vegan leather. It's vegan leather. Are you, you vegan? Know? Are you I vegan? Know. okay? Well, okay, I'm vegan adjacent.
0: Uh, I'm pescatarian,
5: gotcha. but like mostly vegan. Okay, more of my shirts because I don't even own my shirts, but I have shirts, backpacks, stickers, uh, sweaters, hoodies. I'm working on getting phone cases. Oh, um, I want to do. Uh, you want do face mask? Yeah, I'm working on face mask. Okay, are... you don't do face mask, I'm about <laughs> to hurt you. No, we're, we're definitely doing face masks. I'm trying. That's the thing. I want to figure out what quote to put on the face mask. I don't want to just be my name. Yeah, I want to uh-huh. like a quote from the album. I was to say do the quotes from
4: from each project, mm-hmm. from like the top ones or just any of them that you know that feel. Like it can even go with the condu right now, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like you can get Wait, so clever with it. I do have my shirt.
1: Hold on. See, I do
4: I y'all think Alan be playing, I, he knows me having I, something in, in a corner somewhere. I know
6: I do. I have to go through the closet for the clothes.
5: <laughs> Hold on, let me let me let me walk around with me. See this yeah. is these are He's these exhausted. are all of my stage books, as you can see the glitter and things. Um, uh where is it it's in here. Oh wow, well, see there we go. Okay. Can I flip? Whatever. I'll do this. So there's that. Ah, wow, okay, okay. And then I think I have my other one if I didn't wear it. I definitely wore it. Oh no. Nope. And then there's this one. Oh yeah,
4: that that one's nice.
5: I love that one. And then I designed all of my merch myself, of course. So
4: And it's good because you know you know, your vision with your brand, mm-hmm. and you've been well aware of that with each project. And I think that independent artists who are trying to get into the business and really try to find their sound and you know where they may fit in, or maybe if it's not even fit in, but just kinda of be in their own regard. Should take notes right. and be like, you know, it's okay to do the graphics, it's okay to do that. But visually, you want to make sure that you're on it so that
5: your story is being interpreted in the right way versus in any other wrong way. Exactly. And I'm very big on doing all that I can. Mm-hmm. So, like, I write, perform, produce my music. I conceptualize, direct, edit, camera operate all of my videos. Right. design and, and graphic design and conceptualize all the artwork and stuff like that, for, you know, for the projects. And so... I'm very hands-on with everything that I do, but I'm also not opposed and not ashamed to reach out for help if I need help. Sure. And I think a lot of people, you know, are, you know, too high up to feel like they want to ask for help. But I'm just like, hey, listen, I can't do this. Do you think you can help me out? Like,
0: can you, can you show me how
4: or can you do it or know somebody that can do it? Nothing's mm-hmm. wrong with asking for help.
5: Nothing. Nothing at all.
4: So that's amazing. And during this quarantine, you've been working on this new project. You told me, and yep. it is supposed to be a little bit more of today's sound and stuff like that. Um, how are you feeling about just kind of like switching the style up a little bit more? Just kind of giving a little bit more diversity to the um,
5: you know, to your catalog. I'm so excited about the next project. So excited because, like I was telling you earlier, it's going to be a lot of live instrumentation, mm-hmm. and I'm also I'm I'm dipping into like, I don't want to give it away too much, but there's going to be a lot of hints of, like, percussion and tribal sounds on the album mm-hmm. as well as, like, I'm bringing in some saxophone this time, and I'm bringing in different, you know, string arrangements. Like, I want it to have a grand sound. Yeah. And so... Cause, in different moves and elements. Right, because what I want to do with this next project is put out the actual project, and then I want to, like, flip it and do um, like an orchestral version. Mm-hmm. And so have it have it translated, like right? and then like still sing the songs, but sing them with the orchestra behind me. And so, so that way I can have you know the two parallels of the of the project. And so, which will also act as a score for stuff down the line that people which, will find. Which uh, I
4: already heard about.
5: Which you already heard about. But,
4: I'm looking forward you know. to that because, like I said, Alan, you've been working your ass off oh. so much. And uh, it's just really great to see you at, at this place. And, like, your going places even higher than where you're at right now. So, congrats. But you know what's
5: crazy? I feel like I haven't even done anything.
4: But you have. Like, uh,
5: I feel like I'm still, like, just starting. Like, I feel like I'm on my first project. Like, I don't yeah. even feel like I've done all that I've done so far. I feel like I still, like, need to prove, like, hey, hey, listen to me. Listen, You know what I mean? I have so far to go. But it's, like. I feel just as hungry as I was, you know, before I even started doing anything. Right. When I, and you when I want to keep that feeling, keeps, you know what I it'll mean? It'll
4: keep you grounded, and it'll keep you wanting to see the best uh, the mm-hmm. best out of you and keep saying, you know what, I'm not going to be too comfortable and settle for what was last, and I'm going to work to perfect what was great and make it even bigger and expand upon that Right, and gain more knowledge. Because that's all you're doing, and that's all anybody who really – has a good thing going for them and, and they recognize that.
5: That that's mm-hmm. not the end all. Right. Now, going back to Crush Groove, since we have people in here, I need y'all to do me a favor. Can y'all please, Jojo? Who's spamming? Huh? We spamming I Jojo, need, I need everybody to spam Jojo. I need to spam her about that, Jay Jay Nova, Nova. Her that she just dropped. But what else we gotta spam her about? I'm just saying spam her, J Nova and some other people and tell them to hop on the remix, the crush groove, I will send the track. Oh, you tell them to get on. So like as I, the
4: IG is kicking us off. So I want to ask you real quick, you got to do it in 30 seconds. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> so what are two things that you, within your career that you exemplify in, in within your career and as a person?
5: Love. That's literally it. Mm just love like I'm all about love loving yourself loving others and just embracing love and positivity and just (sighs) good energy people good energy now good energy is it and I think that
4: when people hear your music they'll get a sense of good energy so I'm glad we were able to do this and we gave a sense of good energy I can't add as you did a collective good energy we had this week (laughs) so Alan thank you so 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 much I'm so thank you Listen, I'm proud of you. I told you this was going to happen. I was like, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I was like, then I hit you. Last week, I was like, no, two weeks ago, I was like, yo, can you do it? And you were yeah, down to do
5: it. So let people know where they can follow you as far as, like, all your socials are concerned. Follow me everywhere at it's Alan Michael. itsalanmichael, uh Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you stream your music, Alan Michael, stream and buy because I need coins. Yeah, um, stream and download um, for too. real. YouTube slash it's Alan Michael, uh, and yeah, if you can project on Snapchat, that, hit me up on Snapchat, huh? I said, what's the name of the project? From some one more time. The name of the project is almond milk. But if you want to go back further, you can go to entrancing or honeymoon motel. Get your life. There's also some songs floating on SoundCloud and other places. Feel free to go look, um, and yeah,
4: that's like right. that, you go. Well, mm-hmm. Alan, thanks so much. I just kicking us off, but I appreciate it and. Everybody have a good night. Alan, keep doing great things. I'll, I'll keep in touch always.
5: Thank you, man. What's up? This is Alan Michael telling you to make sure you check out my boy, David Dwayne.
6: What's going on world, it's your boy Prince Philly, and you are checking out my dog, David Dwayne. did. Yeah.
4: Happy Monday! What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome to On Air with the one and only rockstar, Mike David Dwayne, in the place to be, to be, to be. What it is? What it is? This is busy week, what, number three
1: that we got, you know, we doing some busy things.
4: So I'm so glad to be here with you guys tonight because, um, listen, we've got my boy Prince Philly on with us now. Y'all don't know who Prince Philly is. So dope, 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 dope rapper. L.A. based, rapping Texas to the fullest. He's got the brand, he's got his latest i Not brand new, but it might be brand new to some of y'all. X Games, okay. So you now, if y'all don't know what the project's called, you don't have it. I just told you the name, and you did go download it right now. So it's uh, uh, a eight-track project, and I and I'm, whew, I've been hit to uh, Philly's music. I want to say for about when did I meet Philly? Like sometime last year. So yeah, I'm 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 excited to have him on because I've been just following you know his journey over the past year and just the fact that his work ethic is like super crazy. Always in the studio, always grinding, always writing, always shooting, always trying to figure out how I'm going to push, you know, my brand to the next level. And that's what he's all about. And I think that's what any independent artist, that's an independent artist, should be about. is pushing their brand, pushing the music, um, just pushing content. So if you're not about pushing your shit, Philly going to tell y'all how to push your shit because we definitely want to talk about, you know, just the importance as well of being an independent artist and breaking out and, you know, making way for yourself from being in a group previously. For you. What's happening? What's happening, my guy? How are you? man hey, bless you, know. I already know. Listen, I'm glad to have you on here. Thanks so much for uh, make it, making uh, time to do this on a Monday. You know, I kind of cut into your workout schedule, but you made it work.
6: <laughs> you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. I need a little break anyway.
4: Yeah, I mean you definitely do because listen, no matter what you're doing, you're always on your grind and I think that's the most important thing about
6: what you exemplify
4: is like always staying focused, no matter what's going on. You don't let you don't let much get you down, even though um you've suffered from depression or stuff like that. I think that's a quite an amazing thing that you just stare right through it and just keep it going.
6: Yeah, man, got you, man. Can can life goes on regardless, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I gotta I gotta fight through it and you know, and it's it's made me a better person for who I am today, you know, it's helped me grow, so it's all worth it at the end of the day when you can overcome it. But it's not something easy to get over, that's for sure.
4: Yeah, listen,
6: I know because I suffer from it as
4: well. So I know what that's like for me. So how would you say, like, that is for you just kind of being able to just kind of navigate and, you know, being such a creative space, being an artist, and, you know, write through your pain and, you know, be vulnerable.
6: Like, what's that for you? I mean, I feel like it was it helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for people, especially now in the, you know, the world that we live in, it's hard for them to kind of be vulnerable, especially as a man. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was something different. You know, a lot of people were like, bro, you about to get, yeah, you really about to talk about, like, this situation and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, it's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm comfortable with who I am. You know, I know what it is. This is stuff that people go through every day. Yeah. So i press that and let people know. Like, bro, we just put on this earth, you know what I'm saying, for, to be, you know, have emotions, you know, have feelings, you know, to love and care about people. So, we, with social media and everything, we get caught into, you know, all this materialistic stuff. We get caught up in the fame. People forget that, you know, we weren't put on this earth for that. You know what I'm saying? Nah. So exactly. Purpose is way different. So, I just, you know, I just try to stay with my purpose and, you know, it helps so many people and it helped me because I wasn't going to do any of my albums that I did, but having the response that when I dropped my uh, hate, um, hate to Say freestyle. Uh huh crazy when well, i like, broke you can you drop more music like i could relate to this like i love this when i first got my first message when someone said that uh i helped them not want to commit suicide no more
0: yeah that's after that
6: heavy. i was yeah. like I, I knew what my purpose was so i was like i want to help people from here on out so i just i kept going on with it bro honestly and that's amazing because i was just about to ask you, you know like how you found your purpose but so
4: that being the reason and how you found your purpose i think that that is that's dope. You know, a lot of people can't say that they find the person that way. Some people, you know, <laughs> you' like, Oh, I discovered it by this and I was doing this and the third. Mm-hmm. Somebody telling you that your music uplifted them and got them out of a dark place. Yeah. If you have been in a dark place, I've been in a dark place. Hell, there's been many people that have been in a dark place that speaks you
1: Yeah, bro, yeah. So
6: it was a blessing, man, just to be able to know I'm I'm touching people all across the world, you know. It was crazy because my biggest fan base is like Nigeria, overseas, like Europe, like all them like it's not even here in America, which is crazy. Oh, right. I was on Italy, you know what I'm saying, a few years back. So I was going to say, and you've toured overseas before, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, I was in tour for about three months in Italy. Okay. How would you say, like, touring there is versus doing shows here in the uh, the States? I mean, it's way – the love over there is – it's nothing like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go back overseas. They, they appreciate the craft. They appreciate, you know, the music. They appreciate all that. They don't even – I remember I did a show – Within my first solo show out of my group, I did a show in front of like fifteen hundred people. Nervous as hell,
5: and right. <laughs> I had
6: music. I like I really, I literally rushed to make like two songs, and I was just like, "Let me just do something." So I got to do for them or whatever. Nothing I'd ever play again in my life because it's nothing compared to what I got now. Oh, no, they were, probably not. No. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. They rocked with it. They were there. They they rocked with it. They were they knew the hook after like the first hook. They were singing oh. it with. me. Made me feel comfortable. Just they appreciated it. They wanted to take pictures afterwards. There wasn't no, you could feel there was no hate. It was all love at the end of the day. You feel I me? Mean? Right. I, and here, like when you do shows out here, I man, you got so many people that hate because everybody does it out here. Everybody wants to be a music artist. Everybody wants what you, everybody wants your spot. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have people show up to your shows and they hate, you know what I'm saying? They're not there to support. They're really there to see, you know what I'm saying, how they could. Take you out, low-key. Yeah, yeah. And, or or even, you know, mock what you're doing and be like, okay, let me see how I can feel
4: what he does and what she does and just kind of make it my own and make it even better. Yep. Yeah.
6: <clears throat> so it, it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy being out here like that. So, but yeah, overseas, man, if, if anybody has a chance to do that, I, I want to go back bad. Like COVID is messing up a lot of stuff right now. COVID is messing up a good couple bags. And just, you know, kind of speaking of that, like
4: how have you been able to just kind of keep yourself centered? I know you've been um in the studio a lot, as I mentioned uh, before you got on, and, you know, just mention it right now as well, too. What would you say is kind of keeping you focused on this time? Um, honestly,
6: just being in the studio, you know what I'm saying, just being uh-huh. creative working on catalogs, just the people I'm surrounding myself with, the people I'm around. You know, I'm blessed to have an amazing team. You know, the, the girl that runs the studio, Mean Girl, Lauren, she runs Level 8, such a blessing, amazing vocalist. You know what I'm saying? She does everything from engineering. She has her own print shop. She does graphics, you know. We have producers. We have two brothers that go by the further that are talented as hell. My brother Ahmad, my brother Kade, that's on a rock nation. So I just, I surround myself, our group, and my little circle is so tight, and we're just, we, we help one another. You know, if one's down, we you have four or five of us to help bring that yeah. person up. We're never, we're always on a high, you know what I'm saying, or we can help bring that other person up, you know what I'm saying, to uplift them and We're just, we all been in the same thing. We're all hungry. We all want it, you know what I'm saying, so... That's helped me probably more than anything. is just the people I surround myself with, you know, just having certain energies around me. Yeah. Pulling you know, the energies and the people that are around me. If you're not meant for me, if you're not supposed to be, if you're not vibrating with me, then you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm going to go right. You could go left and uh-huh. keep it pushing. That, that's facts. I try to tell people, like, you got to surround yourself with
4: good energy, especially if, <coughs> if not before, now, definitely for sure. Because oh. it's just. So many different things have happened, so you just want to make sure that you are really staying on your staying on your path and that anybody that's, you know, around is not trying to throw you off
6: and that yeah. you can stay centered and grounded, you know? Most definitely, most definitely. That's the biggest thing I feel like, especially with times like this, just in life in general, you know what I'm saying? If you want to grow, it just in general, when it comes to anything, like, I, I just you have to surround your people. You have to surround yourself around people that want what you want, that want the best. Like, my closest friends, like, I love... You know how you grow up and you can be the popular kid. You can have, you know what I'm saying? But it's like when you start getting older, things start changing. You know what I'm saying? People have kids. People want to have different agendas. They have this, this, and the third going on. So it's like the people that are closest to me now, like I have a few of my friends that I'm super close with that we still talk every day, but the people who truly believe in me are the people I've known less than people I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? You would think Mm who you would be behind you 100%, but it's like those are usually ones that hate or they're not there. Or well, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's crazy how life works, and that it, it, it just trips me out, man. But you just you have to surround yourself around just the right people. You have mm-hmm. to stay You got to grind. You can't let you know anything get to you. Honestly, it's just it's, it's tough. You got to have some tough skin when it comes to this industry, fool. Hell yeah, gotta have tough skin because this business will eat you if you
4: don't. Um... Straight up, <laughs> been there, done that too many times, and I and I'm here. We still here. Hey, so just to of. So get it into um music, like, what age were you when you, you know, you discovered your your talent or
6: just kind of finding the love for music? So I've, I've always had, like, a love for music, man. Like, I grew up, my, my parents put me on old school R&B and hip hop, so, like, that's, I love that. And that's why I think my emotions and the type of music I do comes from that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love, I love the fact of love and, you know what I'm saying, just, I bet I'm infatuated with, I love that part, like, just, that type of music is everything to me and I wish we could get back to it. So my music, I try to, I try to correlate it and make it seem like it's, I want to give you that old school feel on top of what's going on.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But it's, it's just,
6: i has been since a kid, man. I remember I was about to go to college The hoop. I always wanted to be a hooper. I had hoop dreams, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Basketball was everything to me. Music was never on my mind until I was about to go to college for my first year. And one of my bros from Diamond New York was like, yo, let's go to the studio. Mm. That's cool. I was like, we wait. I just fucked around. I was on there, and I was just made a song on some, like, just goofy stuff. The dude that ran the studio was like, yo, if you ever need a studio, but this hoop stuff don't work, bro, you could come back. You can use oh, our studio. Wow. He won't charge you. The year goes by, college. Our coach can only pick four of us from the same – or can only pick one from the same school, and there's four of us. He didn't pick me, didn't pick three of, my, uh, three of my boys, two of my boys. So I was just like, damn, like, what am I going to do? Like, basketball, in my mind, is done. But yeah. I, like, I, love I, I hit him up. We ended up, I started getting in the studio. I started recording. We became a group, you know what I'm saying, and slowly. I was in a group for like eight years, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I had seen and, that, too. Yeah, yeah. So the group, you know what I'm saying, it was cool. It was a learning experience for me, you know, and it, it honestly helped me to get to where I'm at, and it helped me realize a lot of stuff when it comes to this. Like, like, people don't know, I manage, I do all my own stuff. Like, I don't have a manager. I do all that. Like, I run. I and you do everything yourself,
4: and I, and I love the fact that you've applied what you learned in the group to now for your career whether you gotta come with a merch design, if you got like there's you do everything. And I and I respect the hell out of you and just
6: love your work ethic. Uh thank you man. I appreciate it. It's not easy, but you know I I it was a it was a I had some tough I had some rough patches, you know what I'm saying? But I, oh, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would just look back and be like, man, like I, I for me when it comes to this music thing, I've never I never backtracked. It was always some growth, even if it was just the slightest bit of growth, I, it was progress for me. It, it uh-huh. always get, Like, okay, I could, let me keep going. I was never stagnant. I never just was in one spot for both. Well, every year, every year, I'm just slowly, it's slowly been, you know, taking, taking baby steps. But yeah. to me, enough for me to never stop, you know what I'm saying? And for my mom, man, who's just invested so much time and effort into me, she believed in me and in the dream that, you know, that wasn't even hers at mm-hmm. times, you know what I'm saying? And she would, money out for me and my group, make sure we could fly to this city to do a show, you know what I'm saying, pay for this, pay for our clothes, make sure we – so it's like I owe it to her. So it's like if I give up now, it's like it's been 10-plus years, like who am I to just stop that, you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. fair for her, it's not fair for my fans and people that do rock with me. That's not fair to myself, so. And you got a loyal fan base, too. Like your
4: streams off of this, uh, this latest
6: project, Exit Games?
0: Crazy. The, uh, even <laughs>
4: in the first – in two days, it was crazy. I remember when you posted, I was like, "Man, that's yeah. like just smacking." So just kind of like keeping up with your fans and just kind of seeing how they feel about your music. I know you from time to time you go live on IG Live, it might be a little bit late later in the evening, stuff like that. But you definitely get their feedback, and it's from all over the world. Man, yeah. it was, how, do you, how
6: do you love that response and being able to uh, connect with your fans hands on? Man, I, I love it, man. Like I said, it's. it's... It's crazy because I could go on live. My biggest, my live is craziest at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that should be crazy. Yeah, so they're just waking up, you know what I'm saying? So they're tapping in. But like I said, man, my fan base overseas is just, it's a blessing. Like, I love that, man. Like, I have people all over the world. It's like when I when I get on late, I see Brazil popping up. I see Mexico. I see Switzerland. I see people like, yo, and I'm just like, damn, this is, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So that, to me, is the biggest blessing Um I mean, it's just, it's just a great feeling, bro, just to be able to know that I'm touching people all over the world and not just, you know, it's not just in a city, it's not just a state, you know, it's just not in the, the, the U.S., it's everywhere, like, it's effective and people are touched by my music everywhere, so it's a beautiful thing, bro, and that's what keeps me going, you know, I, I love to keep in touch as much with my fans as possible, like, I try to respond back to them, mm-hmm. I try to them love, you know, when I can, so...
4: Nah, I feel that, and shout out to Nigeria and Canada in house. Uh, I, I know they tuned in right now in the comments.
0: They stay
4: in there. So, um, was it once you started to rap? Was there any particular artists that you were listening to as far as like R and B wise, and then as hip hop wise? Because I do hear the um the R and B in your music. Like you do, you do sing, and then you have some uh, some male features as well. They do sing as well too. So you you yeah. have that melodicness
6: that goes in there that brings out. Um, the storyline of each record? Yeah. Um, honestly, just, it's all old school artists, man. Like, I try to, the people, I've worked with pretty much all my favorite artists, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, like, the traits, you know, and the traits songs and the, everybody else, they all sit and they've done their things. But I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't try to listen to that sound. I don't try to copy that. Or I don't try yeah. to really. That's a good I, thing. Yeah, I really just want to, I want to take it back, like, to old school R&B. So, like, my people, like, my brother Ahmad Kez, my brother Ray Vaughn, like, mm-hmm. worked, I worked with my, my favorite artists, and these dudes are beyond talented, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. wrote for, he just did Tiana, he did three records on Tiana Taylor's album, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been around, like, he and we all, were all the same, so it's like, when it comes to the music and the love and everything, like, I just try to stick with that. Like, if I do sound like people, like, oh, man, you sound like Drake, and I'm like, but it's not like I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard for someone, because it's like, now, if anybody raps and sings, it's like, oh, Drake, Drake. It's like, come on, you can't, you can't do that. Right. You, know? you can't always say Drake or say yeah. this
4: person or this person. I think it's, I think it's pretty weak that people have that mindset to always want to compare versus exactly. people, like let this person be their own person. Yeah. Like, and people ask me like, which, who who do you, who do you sound like, David, or what's your sound or I or I hear that question asked so many times, and I'm like, why can't they just be them? Why can't I just be me? Why can't she just? Why yes. can't people just be individuals now? when you hear that they're trying to sound like this person or they sound like it, it is what you, I mean, you don't, you don't got to ask. It's like, it's kind of obvious, but then mm-hmm. you don't always have to
6: rip, have to ask that question. It's like, that's like an old school born question to ask. Everybody loves to compare I And mean, I think that's what's wrong with the world too. Instead of just, you know, everybody's quick to hate. Like I said, it's, yes. it's, it's as easy it is to hate someone, bro, it's just easy to love somebody, man. But people choose to hate, and like it's, it, it honestly trips me the hell out. Like I don't, I don't know what it is or what what's in this food and this water people drink. But man, it's just like, yo, why can't we just all love one another and just spread love? It's, it's enough for it's it's enough to go around for everybody. Yeah, I've been trying to figure it out too, but I think that people
4: are really <clears throat> trying to figure out the word. They don't like themselves. They're insecure. They that's, that's, have their own demons that they feel. So they are constantly, you know, downplaying somebody's greatness. They're like, oh, she sucks, right. she sucks. They're not this, 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 ju It's just like it's like a tip or tad of negative energy when they should be trying to figure out what's going to make them whole
6: again versus being exactly unwhole. Exactly. It's hard, man. I think it's, it's I think it's truly all for people, man. Like I just like I said, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. And a lot of people aren't, man. Unfortunately, and it's sad, you know. And it's a, but that comes to the people you surround yourselves with. You right.
0: know
6: you're around people that are confident, and they got stuff going for them, and they want they want to see you win. They want to be you want to be hating on anybody else because you're around people that want to see you win. So what I you want to, do, everybody else around you win. You feel me? So it's like if you're around people there's so many yes men and people that you grow up with. That's why traveling to me, I tell people all the time like travel. You need to travel. You need to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try new things. People are scared to grow. Traveling is, like, <clears throat> a priority because if you don't travel
4: outside of your little little community, oh man, that's that's all you want to know. You're not going to be able to expand your mind on, okay, this is what Miami's like. This is what Texas like. This is what London's like. This is what Tokyo's like. This is what
0: Vegas different. is
6: like. This is what Philly is like. Yep. Every, every city is different, bro. Like, every state and city, even, like, little cities and states are different. You okay. go to you go to texas dallas and houston people are completely different
5: completely
6: you know san antonio like and that's in the same state so you can just imagine different states you know what i'm saying That's, yep. it's people got to experience man people got to get out like you said me traveling over overseas man it's probably been the biggest blessing for me because i i've seen a lot and i experienced a lot and i've seen how people appreciate certain things and I took that when I came back to the States and it, it changed my mind, my mind, my state of mind. Like I was just, okay, cool. Like, and it gave me hope. Yeah. And just with everything, man, as much as people do, hey, man, I'm I'm blessed to have people around me that show love. And they, they, every day I wake up, like, even if I'm feeling down, I, just something as small as like a text from somebody or a message or just a, a comment on IG could literally be like, okay, that's all I need to give me hope. Like, okay, cool. We still mm-hmm. hope for, for the world, you know, so. Right. So now
4: what
6: what part of Texas are you from? Uh I was born in El Paso. Okay, so you born in El Paso and then you were raised. Yeah, so we uh my pop's from Philly, so I spent a lot of time in Philly when I was a okay. kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my pop's from Philly. Um so back and forth when I was a kid, we go back and forth to Philly. We we're supposed to move to Philly, but my mom doesn't like the cold. So we moved back ah, to Philly. Ah. Ah smart. Yeah. No northeast. <laughs> yeah, she could not do it, she going not do it, man, but Yeah, so I spent a lot of time in Texas, but like I said, I was going back and forth for summers and stuff like that. So that was dope too because I was able to grasp and take different things from both. You know what I'm saying? Down south is completely different from the East Coast. East Coast is different from the West. So I've been able to touch every part of the world and take in different stuff. Like I lived in Chicago for a little bit. You know, I probably, I honestly probably lived almost every single place, like every big city in the U.S. I probably lived. I lived in Chicago, Houston, Dallas. Um, I lived in Phoenix for a little bit. I live in L.A. now. Yeah, man. Tell me about Phoenix and uh, Vegas. Yeah, like Miami. I lived in Miami, so it's like I've been. Well, but Miami a, is your spot. Don't you just want to move there? I love Miami. I'm I'm actually about to go to Orlando
4: in about two. hey. Ah, like, somebody was just asking um about traveling and stuff like that. Asking you about um what the hell did they say? Uh, traveling is a
6: risk right now. How do you handle that? Literally putting yourself your life on the line. Um, I don't honestly to me I don't I don't think it's a risk I'm going to be honest with you I think and this this is where things get difficult and controversial you know what I'm saying when it comes to covid cuz me I don't I look at what everything else is going on in the world to me I don't think it's much of a risk I see it's just too many too many things that that are up in the air we every day we're hit with something new I think it's a lot of politics right. I think that's going on in the world honestly covid when it comes to me my mom actually just tested positive for uh for covid today Oh, but wow. What's crazy, yeah, but what's crazy... That's crazy. But the crazy thing is that she's been fine. For two, mm. for two, three, four months, she's been fine. She was out in the club with me for my birthday out in Texas. She's been fine. But it's funny to me because she's like the seventh person that once they got the test, she had her job ma- mandatory made her get a test. Mm. Two, okay. She started having symptoms of COVID. So it's to me like, how can my mom... When COVID was at its highest, you know what I'm saying, and she's out, she was perfectly fine. But now she gets this this test, and now she's she's sick, she's feeling ill. And I talked to her on the phone today; she sounds perfectly fine. You know, she's she doesn't want to go to the hospital. It's just I yeah I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, like I know people in the medical field, and I hear stories about people what's going on. It's it comes down to money and a lot of other stuff. I just I do yeah. try to. I, I do try to say as safe as possible. Like I will take the proper precautions when it comes to certain things, just for the others, and you know, just to avoid confrontation. But me, I'm gonna live my life. At the end of the day, to be real with you, I can't, I can't let this stop me from doing what I love and what I got going on. Like you, if it's written, our story's already written. God already wrote our story. So if it's if it's written in my, in His book that He said Prince Philly is gonna die from COVID because he wants to travel, then by any means, that's what it is. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm not going to stop living life. I have to enjoy myself because you never know. I could die from I could die from a car crash. You know what I'm saying? God willing, you know what I'm saying? God forbid, I mean, like, I'm not going to not live my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be cooped up in the house all day. I don't feel like nobody should, like, yeah. enjoy yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. You're not going to, COVID is just like a, a, to me, it's a distraction, man, from the bigger thing that's going on in the world. Like, there's so many other things that are going on that people aren't even, right. and they're so, so you know, that's going on, like people in court, like Hillary and all these other people are going to court for stuff. But you don't see that because they're trying to throw COVID in a way to be like, oh, let's focus on it's, that. As a distraction. You, it's a distraction. So.
4: Now, I feel, I feel you on that. And I think that a lot of I, people have to realize that you have to live your life regardless of anything that's going on. Like, had <laughs> something like I was telling you the other night, I was like, I got to get back to L.A. because I got some projects to finish. Mm-hmm. I know some people are probably gonna think that's probably the craziest thing I can do right now, but who is going to finish this project for me You don't. for me if I don't do what I need to do and get these do these shoots and sneak in some videos and do this recording and work on a new secret project. It's like who's who's gonna do it for me if I can't be there to do it if I'm already in a state where it's kinda of limited to
6: those resources anyway? <clears throat> Not facts, bro. facts. Um, it's just like I said. It, I don't. I don't get into. I don't like getting into it because you know everybody has their own opinion. Like yeah. I feel like when it comes to the world, man, we're, we we're divided in so many different ways. When it comes to religion, you can't talk to anybody about religion because we're divided. It doesn't matter if we believe in a god, but because your god has a different name, you know, we I hate you. Like I feel like, oh no, your god isn't the. I believe there's like for me, I grew up as a Christian. Yeah. But now as I get older, I believe there's. This high, I believe in a God. I mm-hmm. don't know who God is. It could be, but I don't, people, like, just because of the name, if it's, like, even when it comes to, like, the color of, like, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like, people understand, like, if you read the Bible, this man's skin was defined as, like, like an African-American. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was defined from his skin, his hair, so it's like, and he could, if you talk, if you go back, it goes from Egypt and all that. Like, it goes, if you take it back to all that was like dark skinned people, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't, it just, we get divided in so many different ways, man. And they they do it to me on on purpose, man, because they don't want, we can't all come together and be on the same page for what they got trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think Mm -hmm. with even COVID and what's going on, they messed up and did this a little too late because social media is exposing a lot of stuff. It It really is. is. If they did this before Instagram and Twitter, they probably would have had everybody fooled. Oh. You can't because so many people are waking up. So many people are becoming woke, man. and it's, I think that's the beauty of it as much as it sucks. But to me, that's the beauty of it because now people are waking up and people are starting to realize, starting to pay attention to stuff. They're starting to read up. History to me is the biggest stash you can say. I don't care what you say. History, you can't tell me nothing different from history at the end of the it's day. It's true. So, and, I mean, they throw it in movies, man. They throw it like Book of Eli, man. There's a movie, oh, yeah. African-American, that had the last Bible and nothing but white people were trying to take this Bible from this, man. Why? So they can rewrite it. You know what I'm saying? How they want to. Ain't Luckily, it's crazy crap. crap. Like, it's just, it's crazy, man. They throw so many subliminals and so many things out there and people just, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, I really <laughs> it's a whole, that's a whole other subject, man. It just gets, but it's so deep, man. Right, but, just, but
4: not, but it's, it's, it's facts, though. It is seriously facts. So can we talk about this uh, X Games project or like that because this project is solid, you know. Like, how did you just come up with like the concept for? Because I, I'm, I'm looking at the track listing right now and I can't pick out of the eight what my favorite is because it's just like you just gotta rock with the whole project from
6: top to bottom, and it's an All easy right. listen on a re, on a repeat. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Um, it's crazy for that, for that project, man. Um, so I did Men Cry 2 first. That was, I wanted to do store, so I, I wanted to tell my story. So Men Cry 2 was to let people know like, men do cry too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, don't think you have thugs that you might be hard in front of your boys. I mean, fuck that business. I guarantee when he get home, he's feeling some type of way. Oh fighting. yeah, thugs do cry for sure. You know, what I'm so it's like men Cry. So that's men Cry too. That was the first project because I was dealing with a lot. That's when I started battling depression because I thought I loved someone that left me and hurt me, and I've, I've never yeah. felt that. And then being homeless for eight months, I'm writing. I wrote that whole album in my car. Mm-hmm. Like I was homeless for eight months out here in L.A. I wrote that whole album. So when we come to X Games, it's crazy because now this came along. New Year's came, and I'm real close to my ex's mom. So on New Year's, you know, we text for cool. She just so happened to be at my ex's house. <clears throat> so okay. I wanted to see her and her little brothers and sisters and the kids. So I was like, you know what? I'm grown. It is what it is. I wanted to go see them because I haven't seen them. I just got back in town. So me and my ex, low-key, started, we were cool, started talking a little bit again. Okay. It wasn't It wasn't nothing serious, but... I just wanted to see if this if she had changed. You feel me? Right. So started talking and a couple of weeks went by, man, and it just you could tell she hadn't she won she missed what we had, but she still hadn't she hadn't changed she didn't change. So I'd ask questions like, Who do you talk to? Do you talk to anybody? I was like, Yo, I talk to people, I talk to females. I got a few females I talk to, this, this, and the third. But yeah. she's like, No, I'm, I'm living my best life, I'm single. So I was like, Okay, cool found out she was lying, she was talking to someone in the league, we're not even going to get into that, so I was just like, you still playing games, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to cut this off right here. Yeah. My next project now is X Games, because you still playing games, my ex is still mm-hmm. playing games, it came about, I did X Games, the last song, Clipper, anybody knows, and if you kind of read between the lines, you kind of know who she was talking to, what was going on, type stuff, so. Right. Yeah, man, but it's just, uh, that was the that was the end point for me to kind of just be like, you know what, like, nobody, she, she hasn't changed. I need to do what's best for me. I need to live my life. I need to stop worrying about, because I really like that was someone I truly loved in in my mind. I really did want that to work. I was hoping when new year's came, I was hoping we could maybe, I was hoping, I was praying she changed, but she didn't. She showed her true colors. And then I was just like, okay. So my next album is called love in the summer. I want to bring back the love feel, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about love, like stuff like that. The good, the good side of it, not the, not the games, no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, talking about my exes going, like I, I might drop. It, yeah, you know what I'm saying here and there, but there will never. There will never be another project about my ex ever again.
4: Right. And how would you say that people have been able to connect with this project is like that? Because everybody's had an ex that has played games or somebody that they dealt with has played games? Like, how is that, that response that you've been getting with people
6: being able to connect with the project? So it's crazy because people love X Games more than Min Cry 2. Minecraft Cry 2. I can it was, understand that. You know what I'm saying? It was my favorite. But I think what's going to happen is Min Cry 2 is going to circle back around when we get back to the, the love. And that X Games people enjoy it right. because we're, we're living in a time where, Everybody is playing games at the end of the day. Like, everybody, you know what I'm saying? We're in that frame where you got exes and people bullshitting you, giving you the runaround. So, we're in that time frame to where everybody's dealing with it at this point. So, the reaction, man, was crazy. Like, people love, like, Slip On Me is my biggest record on there. People love Slep On Me. That's the intro song. It was crazy. That's my ex favorite song. When I first did that song, oh, wow. She would, I actually have videos, or I had videos, I deleted them of her literally singing that song. She would send them to me when we first started talking. She was like, it's just... and it made me, it made me, I was like, I was kind of weird. So I'm like, you like, like it's about you. You know what I'm saying? But it, it it's just crazy. Like you
4: talking about you. Oh, oh, okay.
6: Yeah. So, but the reaction for X Games, man, has been, uh, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it has almost 200,000 streams. Which is... Yeah, that's amazing. So, I mean, I don't know that the reaction for that one, I wish me cry too. I want people to, double back and get back into Men Cry too because yeah, like
0: rediscover it basically
6: yeah man because I feel like to me that's that's more of a heartfelt like album to me I think that's my, yeah. it was my first album but it's my favorite man because it, there's so much emotions and there's so much blood like when I tell you I almost cried every single song in the booth like the engineers and this, <laughs> they were stopping but like bro you good like I was so hurt like I like I put everything into those records yeah you know so it meant a lot x games was more fun it was more fun because it's like okay i'm done with you so i was able to have a little bit of fun with it so i think and the beats are more up-tempo and everything so i think that's why people like x games a little better too but yeah i mean i just i really hope people will double back and i just think it's it's gonna happen it's a time and place when it might be two three years from now when you oh, know yeah. something pop off and people are gonna be they're gonna go back today and i just had this conversation with my brother rayvon because we were going through his music videos and our music and stuff and this is when I say the most talented dude I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he's talented, man. It's crazy. And we were listening to his old stuff, and what he like. I told him like he helped me get through my depression and what I was going through because he. I felt like he was talking to me. And this was before he really became family. And my brother and I would listen to his music. I'm like, damn, like this dude. I could relate to him so much, and we were even talking about like, bro, it's so crazy because these videos and these songs that you did back in the day, people aren't even. Like appreciating you right now, right? But when he pops off, like people don't understand. I like can't even talk about. It. He decided he signed a deal a few months ago. He has some big things going on. So when he gets rolled out, people are gonna they're gonna be like, okay, who is this? They're gonna have no choice. Yeah. But that's what those stuff. Go, right oh. back to the- They're gonna be like, oh shit! Like this shit is crazy. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's something like that, but I think that's exactly what's going to happen for me. I think that's what, and it's, that's cool with me. That's fine. Like, I don't, I don't mind As long as people get to hear it and they appreciate it and and then they'll they'll know my story from there on out from what I do and how I move. So, but I think what's amazing is, is that you do have a solid fan base that
4: is constantly listening to your music on a day-to-day basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. And I know they've been itching for like this new music, just kind of like hearing the previews on Instagram and stuff like that. And
0: you know, yeah.
4: how how are you feeling about you know dropping this next project? I know it's more so about the positive <coughs> stuff like that, but I know that you've also been preparing to uh, shoot these videos as well too, and just staying busy with that.
6: I'm I'm excited for the next project. Um, it's more of like a you get like an island feel, so it's love in the summer. It's a lot of love records. I mean, you got. Mm-hmm. It's just all feel good music, so it's like I have songs talking about. Like the the tempos are different. You got club records. You got like "Love in the Summer," which we're actually dropping on uh, July twenty uh, July twenty seventh for my grandmother that passed away on her birthday. I'm dropping a video in the single for "Love in the Summer" with my brother Kev and uh, Ben Anansi out of Nigeria. But I, I honestly, I think this one and it's I like it, but I just the time of what we're we're going through Mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to even say you know what i'm saying because it's like they even not have fun in the summer right now they're trying to set like back here in la where they just set everything back down and everything right back
4: down that's why i'm like do i really want to go back to la or do i just kind of want to
6: go to new york or something yeah you know what i'm saying so it's hard for me to say like i i i love the project like i have some big features on it i have some really dope features on it but it's it's honestly hard to say just because of what we got going on. I love the project. I think it's an amazing project. So I'm gonna see what what goes on with the single. I'm doing merch, I'm doing face masks. I'm doing like beta suits for the females that love loving the summer. Like I, I, I stuff. Yeah. But I'm i gonna see what what happens from there. But I, I I can't I can't really even say man just because we can't live our lives right now. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's, so
4: we can
6: but we're like very. <clears throat> We got to wait and see that shit. Yeah, man, we're just... I think we're all stuck on it. And that's why the industry, nobody's really dropping nothing. Like, you have a few artists that have been dropping albums, but it's like even music isn't even the same right now, you know? Like, no. you can't... There's nobody putting... Their labels aren't putting money behind them, you know what I'm saying? So if you want to drop something that's on you, they're not going to push it. They're not going to put money behind it. They're not going to back you, which is... That's the thing yeah. that's music right now. So... Do
0: you, do you feel, feel like, like
4: right now is the best time for artists to drop music, or do you feel like that there should be a little bit of wait? Because I have, like, a mixed feeling between artists waiting during these times. So,
6: but I'm just curious, to, you know, what you feel about that. I I have mixed feelings about it, too. I think you – I don't think you should just leave your, your fans dry. I think you should drop mm-hmm. something. I wouldn't say necessarily you don't have to put out, like, a full project. But, you know right. what I'm saying, you could. drop. We drop like a little three record ep you know what i'm saying drop three songs that gives your fans something just leave them to not hear nothing you know what i mean yeah. So it's like, 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 hold yeah like you know we can give them a little something so it's like for me my project i think has eight nine records on it okay.
4: so so still keeping that that same format as uh yeah
6: Okay. Mm-hmm. Giving them a little bit, but I feel like your fans deserve it. You know what I mean? I don't think you should just leave the fans dry like that. So I make feelings about it. Like, I don't say necessarily drop a big-ass album, but I do mm-hmm. say maybe give, give them a single, give them something to look forward to, what you're planning on doing with all these things. Like, give them just a little bit of something. So Right. And what I also want to ask you
4: was, how would you say being an independent artist and just kind of having <laughs> control over your brand and your music is very – First of all, I didn't even just say a real word. <laughs> that's number one. Uh, I had to adjust myself. I had to not speak English for a second. How would you say, like, oh, that's good. really um, important for you to just kind of just have that versus being, like, with a label and, you know, not having as much control? Because, you know, there are artists who could be independent, but they'd rather be late,
6: you know, be with a major
4: label. Yeah.
6: Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Like I said, I could do mm-hmm. what I want have uh... a... I have a solid fan base. I have solid people behind me to push it and do what I need. Um, and it's just labels are so, nowadays, it just really depends on, I mean, like I said, right now, like people in labels can't really do nothing. So, you know, so during yeah. turns like this, it sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not touring, which most majority of your money is being made you can't drop singles and albums because you know what i'm saying like they don't want you to at the time and they're pushing stuff back or whatever the case may be so if you're independent it helps you because people don't understand you could do so much independent right now oh yeah you could do so much you could drop your own music you can make you, you can make it, you just have to invest what the biggest thing what people don't do is they they're afraid to invest in themselves spend money on, talking really, about. you know what i'm saying like put if i if so if i can't put money behind myself what makes me feel or think anybody else is gonna want to put money behind me You know, like if I don't believe in myself enough to put money behind, they're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying?
4: So, why do you think people are afraid to invest in themselves and they dance around, oh, I got to spend this for a PR. I got to spend this on a cover. I got to spend this on a video. I got to spend this on the the ads for this. I got to spend this on. Why do you think people don't want to spend money, but they want to necessarily make money from it, but they don't,
6: and they want to see these big results, but don't put in the work? To me, they don't believe in themselves enough. Mm. Honestly, that's as simple yeah. as it is. You believe in your craft and you believe in what you're doing and what you're putting out there is good, you're going to spend that money. And I understand mm-hmm. times are hard ever, but a lot of that shit doesn't take – it's not like you're spending thousands of dollars. You could oh, slowly yeah. gradually spend 150, you know what I'm saying? you could. It's not like you have to spend – of course, if you want to make it to like the extreme marketing, you could put a whole bunch of brand behind it, but you necessarily don't need thousands and thousands of dollars to do it. Right. Like you're not even willing to put $100 behind your shit? Like, come on, man.
3: You have to, they can't
6: put $100 it, to their shit, and they might not do it. <clears throat> yeah, Like, if you don't, like, I've, like I said, my mom, bro, is a prime example. Of, she spent so much money on me and my group. And I'm like, like, these dudes, bro, like, if they didn't have clothes, I would take our credit card. My mom be like, yeah, take the credit card. We have shows with, like, Future. We do, cause We used to do big, big shows in Texas. Yes. And... She would like, take the credit card, give them some clothes, give them some sneakers. So i take them to the ball. i am swipe, 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 making sure they're cool, making sure they got at least four, five, six pairs of sneakers. Got I, you know what I'm saying? Just because I believed in what we had. I believed yeah. in our group. Like, and my mom did. My mom was like, she believed in us so much that she was just like, she was willing to spend her last on me and my group. And now that's just me on me. You know what I'm saying? To this day, if I eat bread, like people don't understand, like, I'm probably the most realest, most humblest dude you have probably me because I don't have it like that. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, people think because I got a blue check, you know, I do this and that. I don't have it like that, bro. You said it again louder for, for <clears> them. <throat> I don't got it like that. And
4: because you yeah. got a blue check, that yeah. we got to be having it like that. Nah, Why man. do y'all think
6: that? <laughs> yeah, that blue check really don't mean nothing, bro. Like, it's, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Blessed to have it. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I, and I put the work behind it to get to that, but it's like I don't the facade shit, man. That's gone because there's so many people that have it and they have all these followers. But brother, they're miserable at home. Yep. You know, they'll, they'll make it seem like they're living like, so happy and this is that. You know, damn well, they—they're the most. Mi- I know some of them, and they are so yep.
5: miserable.
6: Bro, I'd yep. rather have less followers and all that and be happy. Like I don't. Like I said, bro, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not, not want to put up a facade. I don't have it like that. My mom's still working the nine to five. Until I can get her out of that, I haven't I haven't accomplished shit. I'm still working on getting a pub so I'm over here writing for artists. I'm waiting for the industry to open up because it's like I still have so much shit that I have to accomplish, man, and that I just want to fall in place. Until I do that, bro, until I can get, get my mom on the nine to five, bro, I honestly I haven't done my job. I'm right. adult. you know what I mean? So and then once I can get her out of that, then I can start slowly worrying about myself. But I, she's my main focus on getting her out of that, bro. So I don't, I don't have it like that. People think I do because like I got a blue check. I'll be doing this i I'll, I'll be busting my ass, bro. I'll be barely getting, but I'll be grinding my ass off. Like I'm in the yeah. studio every day, creating two, three, four, five songs a day if possible. You know what I mean? So,
4: you really do. You really do. And I think that's the the crazy thing about being a creative. We have people that look in on our lives because there's a blue check there that they don't realize that there might not be a lot of money there more than likely. And there's yeah. a whole lot of grind. <clears throat> Sweat, blood, sweat, and tears. Oh! And let me just emphasize on the tears. Sometimes it might, they <laughs> might not be, it might not be tears coming out, but they might yeah. be tears of pain. Like, man, fuck, what the fuck? Like, okay, cool. That's how we do this, and in and, and negotiating with yourself before you would actually say, okay, boom, let's make this play.
6: Yeah, bro. Especially it, when it, you're
5: your own manager. Yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy, man. Like. I'm blessed to be like I've got a lot of sponsorships. Like I just did another. I got a sponsorship a collaboration with a EP, some clothing brand. I don't even remember. The name. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm sponsored by jewelry. I'm sponsored by um, watch companies. I just got that deal about last week. I just got hit up for like clothing brand today. Like I'm blessed for stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't have the money, but I'm, I'm at least I'm blessed to have like underwear, like I'm sponsored by PSD, shops, PSD. They send me drawers every month, you know what I'm saying? So it's like little things that are just super dope, you know, and that it's a blessing to have because that's money, you know what I'm saying, that I don't have to spend, but then I can help market their stuff, help brand myself with them, you know what I'm saying, in collaborations like that. But it's like, yeah, people think when you got that blue check, like you just got millions and thousands of dollars. Like if you see yes. my DMs, bro, <laughs> bro, for me, like my DMs, bro, I got people that be hitting me up. Bro, you famous this and that third, like you should cash at me a thousand dollars. I'm like, bro, what? What? It's craziest messages ever. Cash at them
4: a thousand dollars. Like what?
6: Yep. Listen. <coughs> crazy, bro. Crazy. They I get don't those... even
4: know you and they be saying that crazy stuff. That's what kills me. The people that we don't know say the most boldest things oh, yeah. ever. More than the people
6: that we actually know. I'm gonna tell you one thing that I hate. I hate more than anything that just irritates me is someone that says, don't forget about the little people. If you tell me that, if you tell me that, in your mind, you already know that I don't fuck with you enough like that, or you don't trust that I fuck with you enough to know that I'm going to take care of you regardless because the people oh, that yeah. know I really rock with you and I take care of you and I fuck with you, they they don't even have to question that shit because they know yeah. the type of I am. I it's, <laughs> it's just more so action at that point. So for you to say that, it's like you're trying to, you, you know I don't fuck with you, but you're you. And now it's like if I don't do it, I, I feel bad because in the back of my mind, it's like you told me that. Fuck all yep. that. Like anybody that knows I really got them never has to even question and ask me that because they know what type of person I am. That just shows you don't know me well enough to even say that shit, that you don't know me well enough to know that I got you at the end of the day. I all hate right. that. Yeah, that shit's
4: annoying. I hate that too. I've had people say that to me before, and I'm like, what little people, you, what people that aren't doing <clears> things to – have their life progress, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna forget. Because I'm here, not yeah. just there. I'm still there and focused towards the things that need to be done. And I think that's the biggest misconception is people think that you know, you're rise and you're and you're and you've got a dream and you've got goals and you and you're making progress so like that the first of all that's the end all be all, and that it's happening. And that's like that's where you're that's the end. No, yeah. it's just begun. I was literally on the phone who I was on the phone with a friend night and I was just saying like people really be tripped up thinking that this is this is happening. Because, yeah, like, you know, I just got my blue check just a few weeks ago. People are still tripping over that. I'm like, y'all understand, even getting that was a fight because I had people playing with me. It was like, oh, yep. do you want to – we saw you got – we got your message for it. But I'm like, either y'all are going to do it or you're not going to do it. It's like yep. people don't know what the beginning stages are, but they're looking at the beginning stages. But
6: nope. they don't know. it. It's kind of it's weird. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, man. Cause, I mean, honestly, just what I've been through, bro, like when I was homeless and in my car, there was, I could literally probably only name five names of people that gave a fuck about me. Right. So if, if, if you weren't, and don't get me wrong, I got people that came along afterwards that I know rock with me and all that shit. But at that time, from the people that I didn't know, out of all the people I know and have been around, there's a handful of people that were actually checking up on me. Making sure I was cool, that knew the situation. So it's like, if you and like I'm saying, I don't, I'm not asking for nothing. I wasn't asking for no hand. I wasn't asking for no money. I was still getting great. Yeah. I was still doing what I had to do. But the thing was, you're not even texting me to be like, "Yo, you cool?" I want to make sure you, you know. What I'm saying like it's, uh-huh. it's something simple. The simple things to me are more than anything because people forget. Like everybody says, like you have to do something beyond crazy to make them feel like you've done something for them or something. Bro, you could It's as simple as a text for me. Yup upon me,
5: that I, that I appreciate shit like that. Yeah. A lot of people appreciate shit unless you All you gotta a, do is say, "Hey, how you doing? What's, or, what's or, up?" Or, uh, an emoji, simple. something, don't you know?
6: Yep. There's a check up on me. Hey, you know, saying this, I, it was on my mind. Want to make sure you cool. Simple, you know what I'm saying? It's like that right there, man. I don't care about, bro. I don't care about money. I don't care about a lot of shit in this world. And I think it's it's come from this growth and me, you know, maturing and getting older and the stuff I've been through. But it's like. Money isn't everything. Like, people make it seem no. like it, it's it's more of relationships that I have with people, connections, you know what I'm saying, like little things like that. Like like I said, I'm about love. Like if I don't feel, like, man, I tell my brothers, like, all the time, like I'm my brother Rayvon Kez, I, Like i will be like, bro, like, I love these things. Like my brothers, they family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's even hard for dudes to even tell another dude they love them because it's like they feel some Can type we of way. Can talk way like, about <clears throat> why you're at, Why is this? Why is this? that's such an issue
4: for us to just spread love as men to one another, like to, to say that. And then why do people, then when you, when you do tell somebody that they, they, they feel some type of way. All right. All right. All right. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to On Air with uh James Dwayne. That is, me, your one and only rock star on the mic, thank y'all for tuning in and checking out our interviews with Prince Billy, Alan Michael, and Gianna Isabella,
0: <laughs> I don't know why I was drawing blank,
4: listen, because I'm tired, y'all, I'm tired of putting in work for y'all and everything else, and hopefully... You know, you guys are motivated to, you know, continue to do things, and hopefully these interviews inspired you and stuff like that, and you can check out the full interviews on mfweradio.com, YouTube, MFWE, YouTube, David Point Official, and um, we'll be back next week, and then um, we'll be taking a little hiatus, so hopefully y'all are, you know, ready for what we got next to come, and, you know, just... Keeping the energy on high. Listen, we're so excited. Brand new interviews coming soon. I can't
1: wait. I can't wait
4: to share with you guys. been working really hard. And um, yeah, hope you guys have an amazing night. And thank y'all for tuning in. Alright, we'll chat with y'all. Peace. Until next week.